Hello and welcome to The One One. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 90, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. As always, I am alongside the one, the only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. The nervous 90s. We're up to, are we? Mm. Better make sure we don't get Michael Slater on as a guest <laughs> in, the, in the coming weeks. Yes. Um, also for the fact that I find him difficult to stomach as a commentator, but because he got dismissed a lot in the nineties, BJ's. But uh, how uh, how are you after a uh, how are you after a uh, what's the best way to put it a tough derby watch on Sunday? Yes, well, my fiance Lee is a Dockers member, mm. and so she gave up her tickets so me and my friend Mick Malloy could go to the derby. Richmond supporter. Oh well, yeah. The and we. Uh, actually, Michael Malloy was an ex-apprentice ex jockey, actually. He was apprenticed to Colin Webster back in the day, so oh. shout out to my man Mick. Um, so we sat in Dockers, deep Dockers territory, wearing our uh, Eagles gear, and uh, I think it was eight goals to two or eight goals to three at quarter time, and uh, things were looking pretty bloody, mm. <laughs> pretty bloody grim at that stage. So um, they, the boys rallied under, uh, under sufferance. They tried hard, but just not good enough. Not our year, Guru. So we're already looking forward to 2021, uh, 2022 for the mighty West Coast Eagles. Let's have a little margin bet on, um, on the, the Brisbane game. On I've been fairly positive this year and I've, I've kept telling um, Jared, my housemate, who's a, an Eagles employee, that um, it'll turn, it'll turn. Our list is too good. Um, I reckon they, there could be a new record margin set on, on Saturday. Well, even before all our outs, I said to some of my uh, close Eagles friends, I said this could be 80 plus. And then when the outs, oh, outs came, it's, this could be triple, this would triple figures could yeah. be. Yeah, I, I reckon Brisbane, as I just said to you before, could be the first team to score 500 points. This could be very angry. You realise me saying this probably means the budgies are morals now, just about. But, well, reverse uh, mop, reverse mop. Dearie, man. We're, but, um, but also, Terry, in, even though the Eagles aren't going to play finals this year, which is a bummer, but uh, we, we are spoiled as uh, Eagles. At least the pain ends one week earlier. It does. Uh, the finals, the prelims and grand final could be in Perth. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, I'll definitely be attempting to get a ticket. Oh, mate. Um, if, if, if so, especially the grand final. You've been to – we're at the same one, weren't yes, we? Yes, 2018. No, yeah. we're at the same one. Um, yeah, that famous grand final. It's worth having a couple of uh, tough years. It's like um, I said to someone the other day, I quoted a dig deep winning the Karakata and you sort of don't mind if you have a, a few, uh, a few, a bit of a lean patch after that because of what you get from well, one um, of um, one there's of, eighteen teams trying to win. Exactly. One of my uh, one of my mates, Ross Starling, handicapper at Racing and Wagering West Australia, is a diehard Melbourne supporter, mm. and um, and then when you think about how spoiled. We've been as Eagle supporters, and you look at the Melbourne and the St Kilda's and all that sort of stuff, and it's like, well, hang on, like we we've had a, we have a pretty good pretty good crack at it, so we're spoiled rotten. Yeah. But if well, the Eagles aren't. If you're make one it. of those who, who, who members you, at the who moment, you, yeah. or one of those um, supporters who says, "No, nah, I'm not supporting this team anymore," you've got to go and grow up. Go and, no, you, yeah, you got to go and. Yeah, do something. <laughs> Nothing positive is going to come out of my mouth there. But if you're genuinely one of those supporters that's doing that, then yeah, um, yeah go and go and support. Mate, I am excited. You're a if, I am excited if we can get prelim finals and the grand final here, mate. I'll be going definitely going to both prelims if we can get tickets. That is for sure. Hey, um, the uh, P Hall last Good. Saturday, mm. uh, last Thursday rather, he he was kind enough to give up. Um, 
And now it is time to chat to us. We had a cracking interview with the Cups King. Could have gone for another hour. Yeah, he was good on the end. Um, he uh, yeah, he hung up the boots after Saturday's Broom Cup. Wasn't the fairy tale finish that um, a lot of us were hoping for, but the stable mate, Staden. One mm. so, P. Hall obviously had the ride on deception game for his great mate Rob Gilberti, but Sean McGrady he won the Port Hedland Cup on Staden, and then he made a uh, rare Port Hedland Broom Cup double on Saturday. Tell you what, it was a funny old um, Broom Cup. You don't see too many Broom Cups run like that, where you sort of get given it a little bit out in front, and the leader and the breeze horse just sort of dominates. Um, we're speaking to Danny Morton shortly, and. La, his horse, trained by his son, Luke, um, up there, ran a, ran a bottler. Mm, third, third yeah. uh, Stafford's lad. Um, but, yeah, no, it was um, Sean McGrady, the king of the dirt, didn't he? Mm. Just put an outside leader out of trouble and yeah, from cruised it. Was, it. Oh, at the 1,000, you just it was all over, absolutely mm. all over. So uh, one of my favourite things about watching some of those country cups is how wild they go. Mm. Like everything tries to be in front on the turn, but um, – It was a bit yeah, of a non-event. It, non it, non yeah, it was a non-event. Yeah, I, I was flat. Yeah. I was like, it's a little, it was a little bit of a disappointment. Or maybe, just, maybe, the, maybe the two best horses were just out in front and that was, I don't know. Well, I don't think the best horse was out in front, mm. the old boy corporate Larry. That would have been a story. Oh. I'll tell you what, start number 627, that would have been some type of story, old uh, – Old corporate larrikin, but um, yeah, nice one to own. Closer to home. Speaking last, of larrikins. <laughs> closer to home, Belmont Newmarket. What did uh, Samazdat? Sprouted wings comes from near last. Yeah, the celebration. That's all That's I really big, care about. That's huge, yeah. yeah. It's tremendous stuff. For a uh, for just your listed race, CJP, up and about, wasn't he? Yeah. How about the money for um, Indian Pacific as well? Jeez, we... Um, yeah, we had the, took the price there, but uh, yeah, just the weight told late as well. Always had a feeling the weight yeah. would tell late, and you, know, you tip one, and you, yeah, you know you've probably got the right price, but you just you just sort of you don't feel great about it. That was probably the that thing situation. with that sixty-one and a half. Also, what do you what Indian Pacific was handicapped got it pretty, pretty softly in front, too, and the but, rail was playing nice. But that that new rating that he has, that's base, that's really only off one run. Do you know what I mean? Five points for running second. It, it, so it's yeah. kind of a little bit, yeah. you know, it's a, it was it's kind of established off off one performance. It's more of a peak rating than, than his okay actual rating. I think he'll get to that rating yeah, anyway, will, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was always going to be the challenge. He got to the top easy enough and um, Pims Royale, surprisingly, was the one that put on a little bit of pressure. But uh, no, Sam is that big win. Uh, horse you, win. What did you think he got? How, do you know how much he got fined? Clint, yeah, oh, I, swear, I don't know, a thousand bucks or something, isn't it? Seven hundred, yeah. worth every cent. Yeah, yeah, worth every cent. A bit of money came late, and um, they had a double with uh, Crystal Spirit. I was <sighs> saying to you after the race that was a miss. That was yeah. one of mine. I was ready to go for, and I, um, there was a few varying reasons. I I didn't really talk myself out of it. I still had it six seven bucks, mm. but um, yeah, never never had a cent on. That was my miss for the day. I looked back. I ended up backing. Don't fuss. The way the track was playing. And um, was a brave second, don't yeah. fuss, but um, that doesn't pay anything, unfortunately. So Sam is dad. Good to see him back um, to his best. Chris and Michael Gangemi, the Gangemi mm, brothers. They're flying. Flying at the moment. Probably should have been I, a winner in the last yesterday too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another day. I think Terry's still licking his wounds after Mickey Blue Eyes. But uh, I did hear Chris... Dan, Jimmy say that Samazdat's win in the Belmont Newmarket last Saturday has paid for his trip east. Yeah. 
So, which was interesting. So, I wonder what sort of races. I think he's a type of horse that can excel over there too. Yeah. Some, some go better, some go worse. But uh, no, I think his style of racing might um, might suit over east and um, makes the dig deep form look a little bit better. Plenty of options too over there for a horse like Samastat. Um, but yes, yeah, dig deep. Yeah, do you like how I brought it? Yeah. Really unnecessary as well. So. That's our first dig deep yeah, reference for the go. show. First of many. Um, for those playing along at home. So yeah, the game, Jimmy Brothers, up and about. Samastat could be heading east. Uh, to uh, to attack some feature races mm-hmm. over there. But um, one guy who's always got one or two stars in his stable is Dan Morton. His just, time of the year. Just got back from a sojourn, as you like to say, to, to Broome. But, uh, and he's been kind enough to, to uh, take a booking to come back on to the 1-1. Should we get him on the line, Terry? Let's do it. Right. Terry, we have the outstanding trainer. Dan Morton, fresh off a broom holiday, just got back yesterday. He, Second best he's trainer been, in the family, and yeah, and he's been uh, he's been good enough to uh, to come back and join us here at the one one. Danny Morton, good to hear from you, mate. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Danny, uh, as we were just saying off air, you got a very, very strong team in on Saturday. Um, this is the time of the year when you you start to get serious. A few of the good ones start to come back into work. Um, how are they all looking heading towards Saturday? Yeah, um, yeah, got a nice team sort of hopefully coming together again for the spring, summer and um yeah, we've got a good little team, like you say, heading towards Saturday. So um, smaller fields on Saturday. So, you know, hopefully this gives us a chance to scoop up some prize money. So, Dan, before we get moving on to Saturday, you've just got back from Broome, is that right? Yeah, did. We um, drove up and back, just Luke had the team up there. So I uh, sort of spectated up there for the week, which was nice. So you didn't you didn't try to take over when you, when you, when you lobbed? I was under strict instructions, so uh, no, I wasn't too. Uh, I was just a, I was a passenger for this week, so um, I was doing all the uh, strapping duties and whatnot. <laughs> so I was certainly behind the scenes. All the drinking duties as well. Well, someone's got to do that, don't they? So, um, and I'm, I feel like I'm well seasoned enough to be taken on that role. <laughs> so, what's the go, Dan? Is is Luke looking to follow in the? The uh, the family business and, and become a horse trainer in, in his own right and uh, what uh, and he did a really good job up in Broome as well uh, throughout the season with, with some of those some of those results especially Stafford's lad won the won the Kimberley Cup and then ran third in the Broome Cup uh, a couple other winners along the way what's uh, what's what's Luke's uh, strategy moving forward Yeah, it, well, Luke's only twenty two, so I don't think he's got a um, you know big strategy plan going on yet, but um, I, he really enjoys it and he. He's getting, you know, he's getting good experience with those little trips away. He's been to Broome a couple of, or three times now with horses, so, um, and Kalgoorlie and whatnot. So, yeah, he's sort of learning the craft along the way. And, um, certainly if he wants to continue, then, um, that'd be exciting for everybody. And, uh, sure he'd, um, go well if he's still, you know, heads in the same direction as he is now and sort of learn as you go. Would you recommend thoroughbred horse trainer as a as a profession for your boy, Dan? Oh, look, it's been great. You know, it's been great for our family. Obviously, um, mum and dad were heavily involved for years, and that's what I morphed into. And it's been great to us. And yeah, you know, Luke's sort of grown up with that and enjoyed enjoyed it all the way along. And he's got a pretty good handle on it. He understands um, the highs and lows and the work rate that you know you got to put in to get out. So. Um, 
yeah, like I, I thoroughly recommend it. That's for sure. It's uh, interesting the team that uh, you sent up to Broome. Did you have a fair say in, in which horses uh, went up and uh, had a crack on the dirt? And, and if so, how do you how do you sort of make that decision? Because I, I look at horses like Stafford's had uh, Stafford's lad. Watch me, Nay Nay. These are horses that get back, try to run on. I mean, on on the surface, they don't really look like dirt horses, but um, they've gone up there. They've won races. Is there any sort of process, or is it a, a hit and hope type situation? Um, so going back quite a while ago now, we were we had well, Luke actually had some clients that were keen to get involved and in, um, specifically to have horses for the cup. And actually, I relied heavily on BJ going back um, because I just was sort of busy enough with what I do here, and, I, and buying tried horses is something that I'm not good at. I don't I don't sort of try and do that normally speaking. So it was a bit out of my realms. But um, yeah, so I entrusted BJ just to look for the right sort of horses um, and two of those, both of those were on on the list that he recommended. So, um, yeah, and uh, he's certainly got that right. So we ended up, we bought five horses specifically for Broome um, and it, I feel like, I don't know, I'm not as experienced as some of the guys that go up there year in, year out, but, um, you know, I sort of feel like you can be a little bit lucky and unlucky with what gets there and copes with the, um, it's high pressure racing. It really is high pressure racing. Like they're quite often handlebars down from the get go, and um, you know some it doesn't suit all comers. So um, you know we took five up and ended up with three um, that were competitive. So uh, yeah, a couple just had to sort of come home. But um, yeah, I don't know. Moving forward, I guess I'd be still leaning towards um, you know more experienced people like that to uh, try and point me in the right direction as to what horses to take. Yeah, I actually think you're going to have a lot more fun with old Stafford's lad, especially when you're getting back on the turf too after after a break or whatever you're going to do with him. I think Luke and yourself are going to have a lot of fun with that that old horse. Yeah, but, um, he's a ripper. Yeah, yeah, very sound horse too. Um, he's a tough old horse. He's been well looked after um, by Ian Shields, a previous owner trainer that had him. He's been well spoiled and looked after, and he's um, yeah, hopefully get a bit of longevity out of him. He's he looks a very tough unit. So, and similar vein to Watch Me Nono, same thing. You know, he's been obviously with David Harrison, who retained some of the ownership and you know, coming from a good yard, he's been well cared for. So, um, same boat. You know, he raced well up there, and I'd like to see him both back up there. Is Luke taking Stafford's lads uh, over to the Carnarvon Cup? Uh, no, we've actually got him back. So, okay. the horses have arrived back and. We might entertain possibly going through to a Kalgoorlie Cup just because he's up and fit, um, and then we'll just probably put him aside and work, you know, towards Broome next year. But um, with a you know a little prep or two in between times. Okay, so Morton Morton Racing, Dan, one of the heavy hitters in uh, in WA, and um, stable starting to really tick over, uh, especially this Saturday, the twenty first of August. You've got you've got a strong. Strong squad in. He's a sizzler in the first. What Will Chino in race two? The return of Temptation, who we're very eager to talk to you about. Aragain in the staying race, race four, and a very promising type in Miss Vasari in race seven. But we'll kick things off with um, He's a sizzler. It's a pretty small but select field in the opening event on Saturday. But uh, he's a nice horse, and he's just desperate to win a race. Yeah, he is a nice horse. Um... I sort of went out to the fourteen hundred last start, and I might have heard there. Um, but um, you know, he's 
he's very capable, but like you say, it is a select little field. I'm pretty mindful of the competition there, but um, you know, there's probably three, including himself, that are real up and comers. So hopefully, he just uh, again runs a good race and gives us something to look forward to. It was a pretty big run first up, uh, sorry, second up on the, obviously first up was huge, mm. uh, but second up, up to the 1400. They walked that day and from the gate, Chris was dictated to go back to last, tried to sprint on the cutaway. Those type of things are uh, uh, are pretty uh, difficult. Um, obviously meets the front bar three and a half kilos uh, better for what was probably an, a more aesthetically pleasing run first up. So I think, and has a better draw than the front bar too, which could be a major factor over the 1200 meters. So uh, definite reasons uh, for me to have him on top but uh one which i think most punters will have on top in race number two is uh will chino uh jc looks pretty full pro should probably land in the breeze again maybe even go to the top pending what they do with dion's does have to carry more weight but she ran the quickest last 200 of the the last race she competed despite putting the pressure on express time on the bend um these races are probably just bonus races for you until you probably attack something a little bit more serious with her yeah, that's sort of been my plan, just to try and um, ease through a few of these little grade races, just to hopefully, you know, get a bit of a picket fence going with her. But, um, yeah, she's again, goes in in good shape. It looks like it, you know, it should pan out for her okay, even though she's drawn the outside, but the field's come away nicely. So um, she should be getting around there pretty unimpeded, you'd imagine. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the race for her. Carries a bit, bit of weight, but it's only a thousand meters, so uh, a bit of luck we'll get away with it. What's your opinion of Will Chino uh, for the for the new season, Dan? Yeah, she's seriously fast. Yeah, um, very fast, and you know, not just a flash in the pan like with from going back last time in before she raced. Um, she won a trial down there at Lark Hill by about oh, by a long way, big mm. big margin, very quick. She's very fast mare, which sort of Brought her undone early days. She had a bit of knee trouble, but um, yeah, she's very sound again now. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you, I sort of don't like aiming too high, but you know, she's a sort of filly or man now that you could, you know, if she stays in the same sort of vein of form, you could, you know, possibly see her in one of the good sprint races over the spring summer. But um, yeah, meantime, we'll just sort of edge out a few of these little ones. Temptation was a horse who sort of rocketed into feature calculations last autumn. It just jumped out the ground to win a to win two eighty hundred meter oh two races at Ascot and then ran third in Oaks and second in a Derby. She returns as a four year old mare on Saturday. How's she how's she tracking along Temptation for her first up assignment, Dan? Yeah, really happy with her. She's had a really good break. Um, we just gave her a good long break after that three year old campaign. Um, she raced very well at the top end of it and um yeah she's a proper stayer she's a she's a real proper stayer so um you know whether or not she's going to sprint well enough french fresh to get across them i'm not sure but um i think she'd be in for a good prep regardless i think she's a really nice uh, mare in the making i yeah i agree like the, the the jury looked well and truly out on her after she got beat at york and got beat a long way as favorite and then came out and won really impressively over 15 then you had to step up quickly to an 18 and she won impressively defeated Marachino. like that form has gone on to look mm. enormous and then it was almost like you you sort of had to make the best of the situation and then you went 18 to 24 into an oaks and then the quick back up into the derby so she did a really good job 
considering like the, you know, it wasn't your standard preparation, I suppose, for a Oaks Derby. Yeah, no, she did do a great job. And just the, the lead-ins to those were a little bit awkward, um, not being in the traditional lead-ups, you know, was sort of juggling to get the right sort of races into her and get the miles into her legs. But um, I was always confident she'd be, you know, once she got out to the 2,400 metres, she was going to come into her own, which she did. But, you know, without winning, she raced very well. So, um, you know, I expect her to come on again once we get out to a journey this time around. Race number four, you've got Aragon over the 2200. Uh, she's she's a type of mare uh, with, with Chris Willis beforehand that's uh, sort of when she found form, she'd hold form and, and sustain it for a while. Uh, I think you can probably put a line through her last run when she was shuffled back from the inside gate. I, I don't think her strength – she actually got shuffled back the, the prior start as well from the inside gate. I think for a horse like Aragon to win from last shows you how well she's going because – Traditionally, with Aragon, I'd, I'd associate her with toughness. Um, Sluice Box obviously won by a long way, but there looks to be a lot less speed in this. You can probably just about lead, if not breeze, outside Darcel, and that could be the difference in turning the tables. Um, plus the uh, the little weight swing you get on uh, on Ashley Maley's runner. Yeah, I think so. Like um, her last start, she was sort of landed in a good spot, but then just couldn't get out and roll when she needed to. Um, for a sort of free rolling sort of stayer, it just didn't work for her. But um, yeah, like you say, not not a whole lot of speed. With a little bit of luck, she can be in a position where she can, um, you know, make the properly stay, and that's what she's. That's where her strength lies. So um, yeah, she's trained on well in between races. Like you say, she seems to hold form when she's up there. So um, expect her to go well again. Tell us, tell us a bit about Miss Vasari, race seven. She uh, she looks like she's got plenty of talent. Were there any sort of excuses that you could put your finger on for last start? Uh, not really. Um, you know, we went in sort of expecting her to go well and she, you know, wasn't right up to it. But um, again, you know, in between races, she's, she's worked well. I think, you know, with a lot of these horses, not just ours, sort of over the last probably six to eight weeks it's been really difficult obviously with the um you know heavy tracks that we've had we you know not quite used to so quite often it's pretty hard to line up you know how they actually really got through the heavy going you know did they win because they were just far too good for them or you know did, if they didn't go so well was it because of the heavier going or whatnot so and even track where it was it's been hard to um you get consistent proper gallops into some of them um just with the obviously with the weather but um yeah she's she's in good order so I, I, you know, i'm not i can't make any real excuses for a last start i'm just not sure but um i do know she's in great shape and i expect her to sort of bounce back a little bit of luck that you know this rain will hold away and we won't have a quagmire on saturday again but um because i think she'd be better off on top of the ground a bit now dan you uh, lucky enough to train two of the very best horses in Western Australia, and I'm sure our listeners will be eager to know how they're travelling and what their plans are for uh, the new season. Firstly, Elite Street, are we uh, attacking back-to-back Winterbottom Stakes? Yeah, absolutely. He's back in work. He looks amazing. Um, he had a very good break after Melbourne, or Melbourne, and then we came back and had a little prep. But um, yes, he's had a really good break. He looks, he looks. He's Really excited about him. Actually, he's come back quite strong. So um, certainly aiming again for the winter bottom for him. So no, um, no Vic plans yeah, for for uh, Elite Street. 
No, I won't. Like it, you know, we went there and it didn't work for him. Um, I don't think it's because he wasn't good enough. I just think it just didn't didn't work for him. Though, um, you know, for whatever reason. But um, you know, the horse came back in good order and raced well again back here. So I won't be rushing back over there with him. That's for sure. All right, and kiss on all four cheeks. Uh, one of the one of the very best three year olds in Western Australia last season. What uh, what are we what are we thinking with her? Is she uh, sort of a, in the back of your mind? Is she or in the front of your mind? Perhaps is she a railway contender this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you know she's as good a filly as I've had my hands on. So um, I've got high expectation and hope for her. And, uh, again, she's back in work and looking looking the good. So uh, if we can manage her through to a race like a railway, that's the sure we will be aiming with her. I wonder if people will listen to you this time around, Dan. Uh, it was she kept <laughs> on uh, she kept on drifting in the market and getting out to backable prices, and you kept on telling everyone she's the best I've got. She's the best of the lot, and um, the punters. We just kept, kept trying to get her. Uh, yeah, we kept trying to get her beat. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that day at Bummery we tipped um, triple missile. Todd's uh, yeah. triple missile, and we were made to look stupid. Just one more before you go, Dan. Um, tell him where Cummins come to your stable and and looks to he back. Well, He's back. He looks back, but he looks one thing. I've never, we've probably never, a word we've never used to describe telling we're coming in the past is tractable. Jumped and led a, a very slow trial. But then the other day, despite sitting deep, he sat on speed over 1200, was it? Uh, yep. Yeah, yep. over the 1200. Yep. That's not an attribute that telling we're coming's had. If, if you can get him, or you have got him to, to jump well, land handier. Uh, like he he becomes just about a railway horse somewhere near his best yeah. because he, his issue always was the fact that he couldn't get get going early and he was giving him a, a ten length head start. Seemed like a ring in on Saturday, didn't it? Oh, I don't yeah, think it was- <laughs> a bit of a fine cotton going on, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, what's the go with telling we're coming, Dan? Um, yeah, so he, um, he's obviously a quality horse. Yeah, um, course, yeah. Has been along the way, and I think he just lost form a little bit there last prep. So um, luckily for us. Luckily for our stable, um, Elio wanted to just sort of try, you know, try and get him back on top of the ground and looks like it's working for him. So he hasn't missed a beat um, since he's been in the stable. I've been quite excited um, the whole way through with him. So, you know, he looks a, a nice horse that you pretty much step into any race that you want to with him already up in the rating. So, um, yeah, I expect him to be in for a nice prep. Yeah, he's a he's a good horse. If he can, if he can recapture his peak form, then he's a very serious conveyance. Is telling we're coming, Dan. As we said, you're yeah one of the the very best trainers in the state. You've got a always got a good horse in the stable, and we we can't wait to see Elite Street kissing all four cheeks um, for their spring summer preparations coming coming forward. Obviously, temptation on Saturday, and we we just spoke about uh, the new recruit. Tell him we're coming. Is there any horses that we haven't covered? Is there anything that you can point the listeners towards uh, as a Morton trained runner that uh, that you think we can see big things from in the new season? Uh, well, I hope so because well, there's thirty of them in work. So um, mm. if we're all relying on too few, that's not great. But um, I feel like we've got a really good young batch of horses again. Um, our three-year-olds, you know, two-year-olds just risen three. There's some hopefully pretty handy ones in amongst those. Um, probably need to speak to you again in about another month to point them right in the right direction, though. Okay. 
Dan, welcome back from Broome. Uh, things are starting to get serious now. Um, not far away from a return to Ascot and then the, the big race is coming up and, and Morton Racing are always big players on the big stage over here in WA. Thanks again for joining us on the 1-1. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dan. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Blue Spec Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are recording episode 90 of the 1-1 your award-nominated podcast. <laughs> uh, and uh, it is just after 11 a.m. on Thursday, the 19th of August, 2021. Uh, Pinjarra racing today. Belmont Blue Spec Stakes. Blue Spec Stakes. It's a bit of a mouthful. Blue Spec Stakes Day on Saturday. But also there's two feature country cups, Junction Cup and Newman Cup. Yeah. Both uh, operational this Saturday. 40 grand for a Newman Cup. Something. That's something, yeah. That hey? surprises me. That's, um, yeah, that's a reason. I might actually do. Is that a tab meeting? Must Who, be for 40K. That's good, good coin. Yeah. Good coin. Who's going around? Have you got it up there? Any, uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? It is, yeah, it is a, it looks like it is going to be a tab meeting uh, for Newman. So I'll tell you what, what, what are we, I oh, when do we what start, does the track look like? When do we start, the Newman? When do we start yeah. the Newman for? Huh? Well, sure. I don't know. I haven't done it already for the BHP Newman Cup. Uh, who have we got going around? Scintillating. It was a good winner at Port Hedland early in the career. Majora's Mask. Oh. Never got into the race in the uh, in the Broom Cup. Um, unbreakable for Peter Bamford. Uh, Hula Hoops. It was going to be anything for mm. Justin Warwick early career. No, there's a few bit happening there. Yeah, wow, scintillating. We'll, that's uh, that's. Um, we'll do the Newman podcast tomorrow. Shout out to Chris, my friend Christian Hawkins. Oh, the Hawk. Yeah, heavily involved with scintillating. Mm. Second in the Port Hedland Cup. Let's see if we can go one better in the. Uh, where are we? Newman. Newman. Mount Newman Cup. All right. So that's uh, that's Saturday's racing, and then Kalgoorlie, of course, on Sunday. Yeah, a couple of features at Kalgoorlie as well, actually. Mm, got very the good. Uh, what about the Gold Rush and the Tattersalls? Yeah, only the small fields. Only the one has got the double figures, but. Um, they're probably scared off by the, uh, the potential for another El Fernie plunge. Uh, what about uh, Cal? How, how are you tracking towards the round? Are you committed? Are you in? Are you out? What's the what's the go? The faithful want to know. I'm I'm a, I'm sixty percent. Yeah, sixty percent. Okay. More likely than unlikely. All right. Yeah. Very good. So not long now. The round will come around before we know it. It certainly will. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, City Meets, get out stakes competition, and don't forget our new look, Champs and Big Horses edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. It's going to be a ripper, isn't it? Mm, the horse. Mitch McClenny versus the big horse, Josh Fuchs. Uh, how's the Betfair Edge show coming along, Terry? Yeah, good. Last week was an absolute shambles. Um, Fitzy was a late withdrawal, so uh, we had uh, a couple of a uh, couple of uh, Lukey White, who's um, a lot of people's Betfair's very yeah, own, yeah, VIP Betfair manager yeah. jumped on with me to do it and didn't have any time to do the form, and uh, we had a laugh with it though. And had Joey has a party on, and he was great to have a uh, have a chin wag too. But uh, no, Fitzy will be will be back for the show tomorrow, and. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Also, Cripper has asked to uh, uh, to make his reappearance on the podcast. He's obviously a bit flat that we haven't asked him for a while. And uh, so opening day at Ascot, Cripper is booked, booked in booked nice in. and early. And Pete Anthony looks like now with the lockdown in Melbourne, he's going to be here till 2022. So we can uh, get him back whenever we want. Can't get enough. No, can't you can't. Now he's had a, a couple of, I don't know how Fran's dealing with it. But, um, <laughs> who's who's watering Fran? That's what we need to know. Yeah. Who's looking after it? Um, so yeah, if you want to listen, if you want to get some more WA racing into you, 
Betfair Edge show, Terry Layton, Miles Fitzner, get the uh, the SEN app and uh, and listen to the guru in action. Um, also, I was going to say, I think Idyllic Prince Stakes is coming up next Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we might forget one or both of the Taylors, Lockie, Lockie and Brittany. Yes, definitely. Right? Yep. To, uh, 100%. to preview Idyllic Stakes Day. That, but that's next week. Let's move on to this week, Guru. All right. We straight into it? Blue Speck. Saturday the 21st of August. Rail is at the um, three-metre position. I'm just looking outside, BJ, to see if this rain that we were told would be coming is actually coming. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't see it at the moment. It doesn't mean it's probably not going to come. A little bit overnight. We did have a little bit overnight, but it's quite essential that the rain coming comes because there was meant to be 10 to 20 today and then sort of 1 to 5 tomorrow and 1 to 5 Saturday. So for me that says today we get the track wet to soft 6, soft 7 territory and then um, the next two days sort of just retain that with a little plodding away. So I allowed for a soft 6. What did you? I thought it might be a bit better than that actually. A 5? Yeah, because it depends what comes. Yeah, the, the rain... Coming might just that might just mean that they just ease off the irrigation sort of thing, so yeah. balances out. So I was thinking maybe a five. It's four. affected though. It's That's affecting. Thing. We're yeah. late season, so soft five, soft six. Um, it is quite essential for one or two of the ones I do like as we progress. So um, yeah, it might be a wait and see on the morning job to pull the trigger on a couple uh, or at, uh, or betfair late. Betfair late, one hundred percent. We are three metres through last week. It played rail was very good last week. We saw horses like Mass Effect Proxy, um, Scorpion Storms, Multiverse, horses that went around at triple figures or close to it all ran bottlers on yeah, the fence just to show how nice it was. And then we saw wins from Salmon's Dad and Brave Dream in the last couple, which as the day moves on, you can see you can make – Ground down the middle, but you need to be a good horse. Mm. Not just a big horse, but mm. a good horse to do so. And, um, yeah, I probably went a little bit of a big call when I texted you and said that uh, Brave Dream might be this year's truly great in regards to the sort of going from a battler to um, to putting in that because that that was something of a win. Mm. Like I think it's gone uh, – I haven't got the numbers in front of me. A second and a half quicker than Mr. Delegator final six. Yeah. Something like that. And you got to look at the race. The fact Dorado's ran the second quickest last two, that shows you that – was a thin little race there, but um, it, it takes a very good horse to win that. And I just wish that I um, I heard Bob Peters pre-race and not post-race that um, there was a booking stuff up. Pikey was meant to be on Brave Dream. So that would have uh, increased my confidence exponentially with that. Who, 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 do, who do we blame? Who can we blame? Mm, Bob. 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 <laughs> Let's blame Bob. Yeah, if we have to, we have to blame someone. Do you think, we, do you think we'll ever get Bob on the show? Oh, I think that should well, be that should, run, that should be our between episode one hundred and one and two hundred. We should aim to yep. get him on there okay. at some stage. Yeah, yeah, that might be challenging. Uh, <laughs> I would get him on for a full preview. Well, Adam, Adam Durant code. said that he's a little bit misunderstood. Uh, Bob's he might. Yeah, he might enjoy it. A, if Bob's if, if if he's told, perhaps I think. Um, I think when he's interviewed for the radio a bit, and this is just a, a thought process, he's probably – people are trying to get information yeah. out of him about his runners, about how to have a punt. If if we get him on in the in the pretense that we just want to know about his life and his mm. history because it would be fascinating. Like, well, I'm joking about it a little bit, but he, he would be no, a fascinating awesome. guest. He would be a great guest. Uh, yeah, he might open up and be willing to – Allow us to pick his brain. Yeah, yeah. To, to play a couple over the infield. But, um, yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, race number one, 11.52 a.m. Snap, crackle and punt. 
Uh, only the six to go round. Uh, good what, race. What's, what's the race? Good race. Free entry to Belmont Park. They're not charging still. Quite we, amazing. We right? love it. We Quite amazingly, it's still free. Uh, this is a good little race. Um, Tricks of the Trade has just gone bang, 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 bang at all trials and races. Winning like winks. You get a form line through Wuhan Warrior as well and mm-hmm. beat Wuhan Warrior pretty comfortably. It's a good win. Sat outside it, beat it. Yeah, and I, I didn't, as I was saying to you before, I didn't quite realise how good the prior win was over Viamonte when not only did Troy turn and not pull the stick, but um, he probably could have gone harder hands and heels as well. So very, very soft win for Tricks of the Trade. The front bar aesthetically as pleasing a win as you're going to see over the 1,000. Th- uh, very, um, I'm going to call it a really good ride from Pikey to, to realise he's going to get stuck three deep or be in a, a wild speed battle out in front. The only thing I'll say about the front bar's victory is that when two horses go toe-to-toe like that out in front from the 600, they're just going to be sitting ducks late. Yeah. Let's have a look how we're recording this before My Fury runs. Via Monte finished the race not as well as the front bar, obviously, but they, there was a lot of horses that got home really nicely because those two chopped each other and they were just out on their legs, final 100. So that's a, an interesting aspect of that one. And then he's a sizzler um, who we just spoke to Dan Morton about. Um, first up was probably a better run than the front bar and gets, was it three and a half kilos, yeah, BJ? Yeah. So yeah. There's, a, there's a big weight swing there. And, um, yeah, I think the other three are all fighting for fourth. State power, probably the standout, but uh, state off power. But he's a sizzler for me, BJ, and it's um, amazingly in a small field. It's it's sort of barrier-related as well. I think the front bar either goes forward and tries to find the breeze, maybe just goes back to last. Um, but he's a sizzler, just gets that soft run in behind him, three and a half kilos on the front bar. I think that's the run. I'm willing to forgive the run over 1,400. They went 10 lengths below benchmark to the turn, had the 60 kilos with 1,000 to 1,400 and tried to sprint on a cutaway. I think Goldfrapp might be a pretty might good be one okay, going yeah. forward too. Yeah. So, look, he's a sizzler. It's probably going to go around the longest of those three, and I've marked he's a sizzler. I've got him 260 Wow. somehow. Um, so he's a sizzler for me. Not going to go too hard, but I'm happy to have a bet. Front bar for me, uh, I'm sort of – I think we've got our markets similar, but – in a different order. So front bar for me, I was 240 and uh, Mark Tricks of the Trade and he's a sizzler equal second picks at around the $3.80 mark. Mm-hmm. So uh, front bar, he I just like the fact that when he won two back, he led and won over a yep. thousand and that was a good win. You know, he got, he cop some pressure up that front and, um, and but the, the sort of the shine was taken off that win by the performance of he's a sizzler. So, um, and then, uh, so the front bar then went uh, to that thousand meter race, and instead of going forward, Pike went back, showed some versatility, some real closing speed, and a bit of, and some determination as well. So, oh, hang on, Adam's Adam might have a have a very very smart horse on his hands here. So, I think front bar ridden with some cover can be close enough in this small Reckon field. Just, just snag. I think so. I, th- I actually thought they will be positive on simple logic. CV Parnham, and I think it'll breeze outside of state of power. That's that, and so everything will be able to fall back and maybe get some cover behind. Uh, simple logic. It's a few different permutations mm. to this map, isn't there? It's not impossible at the twelve hundred that Miller might say, "Well, state of power has finished races strongly. Let's just sit." Yeah. Uh, Gypsy G, I reckon they yep. wouldn't be afraid to lead on if they can jump from the inside gate. I did think with simple logic they'd be aggressive from from six, but um, I think that's wanting the trade, to be aggressive. I think tricks of the trade and, trade naturally will just roll forward to yep. see where they land. Yeah. Um, Seems pretty bomb proof. Tricks of the trade just going to jump land. 
settle yep. and be really it's hard a, to beat. It's yeah. funny for a six-horse field. It's a very questionable speed map. The only horse you sort of know is he's a sizzler, should land just in behind him and, and yep. get the, the quiet one. So, look, that's the way I'm going to go. Um, but it's currently near four bucks, which will we'll, we'll do, mate. I think he's a sizzler star favourite. Okay, well, there's been money in the other agencies for the top weight tricks of the trade. Uh, yes. As we, as <laughs> when I been, said I think he's a little stuff, this market could do anything. I know. It? Like, Sorry. Since it's, we've um, since we've been recording uh, tricks of the trades, um, gone into two fifty, two sixty, and uh, front bar is um, two ninety, two eighty. So that's sort of done a bit of a switcheroo since the early Brad Bet market sort of came out. But uh, for me, front bar on top. Yeah, he's a sizzler, and it's no knock on tricks of the no. trade. For me, it comes down to the fact that I just this deep into a prep, I have more faith in Pike and Durant and Mark Morton and Parnham than I do in Turner and Webster, and that's 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 how I punt. So, okay. um, but yeah, tricks of the trade was well supported to beat Wuhan Warrior too yeah. after an eight length win. That tells you a story. That, I think they so, knew. Yeah. yeah, they they certainly did. What did Richie Bell say in the run? He's the better of the horses. He's the better horse. I think he might have been on. You can tell when Richie Bell has a bit. Anyway, race number two, over the 1,000 metres, a tab touch, West Speed. Uh, we just had Danny Morton on and we discussed that race. I don't really need to go too deep here. Will Chino ran the quickest last 200 of the race despite sitting in the breeze and putting it to express time on the turn. I don't think the weight will stop her here. That was a really good win, I thought. Time was there. It was, it was huge win, yeah. It was really sharp. It was a huge yeah. win. There's obviously nothing behind her. It was City yeah. Circle running second. That tells a story. But, look, there's nothing behind her here. When I think the biggest and only danger is uh, Bear and Bell. Dearie, dearie me. Um, she traded a dollar three live. Better, better and Bell. Better and Bell last week. Better and Bell gave, gave some heart palpitations to the – Strathmore Rose did. supporters. Certainly did. So should land 1-1 one, one and uh, look, if there's a chink in Will Chano's armour, it, it could be better when Bell. But uh, Will Chano for me, I'm going to wait for Betfair again and, and hope. $2.25. Is that what you want? That'll be my bit price. Yeah, I'll need two twenty five. Don't get it, I'll stay out. It's okay. Will you? Will yeah, you? Yeah, I will, definitely, yeah. Will you yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm really happy with the way I'm punting at the moment in regards to shorties. I didn't have... Like I, and I've, I've been thinking, you're sort of always analysing and sort of moving as you go. Like the late, later season track, probably less so for horses on speed, but horses are slightly off speed. You don't want to be taking two like a dollar nineties and dollar ninety fives because it's, it's a funny surface yeah. at the moment, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do trust Will Chino and think she wins. Yeah, I agree. Even money will do me, Will Chino, if possible. Yep. Uh, Terry, Terry's. If Will Chino doesn't turn up for any for any reason, I think uh, exit. I think exit on top of the ground at Belmont. I thought his heavy track run behind all day session wasn't that bad. Then I went to Cal on a drier track, hit the line hard. Um, exit can get a smother and launch late. Thirteen bucks. Yeah, that was that was my that was my sort of thinking. If Will Chino puts in a dodgy one for whatever reason, exit could be the horse that takes advantage. Mm -hmm. Not a bad combination to follow an each way price. Mm. Uh, race number three uh, over the fourteen hundred meters, the Crown Perth. Handicap. Uh, look, you can make a case for um, for all nine of these just to be at uh, BJ, but uh, you're going with um, another one of Danny Morton's runners, I believe, in Temptation. Oh, look, I found this this race a real challenge. Tricky. Like, a real challenge last night. Uh, so it was really it just very simply came down up to the what what are, what are my expectations of Temptation? A first up. 
kgs coming off a oaks derby preparation um however the 1400 meters is sort of got it was a thing if it was 1200 i'd, I'd probably let her slide but 1400 meters has got me sort of quite keen um just think this is a really class i was so impressed with the way that she elevated last campaign a couple of those wins i know they were over um longer but they just were the wins of a really really quality filly and then she followed their midweek wins up with oaks and derby placing so temptation has two trials leading into this last trial was behind tell him we're coming tell him we're coming then came out and ran second in the new market last saturday uh second or third second yeah. or third yeah and so from a class point of view i think temptation has panels on these and I think if that's she, a good that just that trial on its own, your horse called True Moon that's going around as a maiden went to the line with Temptation there. I just think they went so slowly um, in that trial. Yeah, well, like, yeah. tell them we're coming like was just cantering. Yeah, so. yeah. When it when it leads under a hard hold like yeah. that, you know they're um, yeah they've gone pretty slowly. But uh, good trainer, uh, Brad Wheeler on board. I think if Temptations, even if she's 85 percent, she still still could uh, win this. And I think you're probably going to get more prices. She six fifty. Yeah, I mean. Could make a case, as Teresa could make a case for some of those other battlers, but I prefer to stick with the class temptation on top. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I've marked this race. I've marked Irritable Rodney, a slight favourite. I'm um, willing to forgive some of those runs on the, on the heavy tens. I think Irritable Rodney, there's just been forced to do a lot of bullocking work when might be a better horse just um, just able to park second, third type thing and yep. and wander on a slowish speed. Um, was Nobel Lawrence last week? We saw Nobel Lawrence last week in a race where Next Stop the Moon came out and instantly I was like, no, not not interested. You know, it was my best bet. Yeah. And instantly Next Stop the Moon comes out because you know there's not going to be any pace in the race, you know. She's still around the quickest last two. She's still around a really nice race. But look, I just worry. I just I've got Temptation five sixty, devoted star five dollars, irritable rodney four sixty. But if Next Stop the Moon gets to the top, and just plods them along. There isn't a huge amount mm. of other speed there. So I think Irritable Rodney parks on him, gets a head start. Bit of forgiveness, but, I mean, in, in saying that, if, if I've got Irritable Rodney 460, Temptation 5, what did I say? 560, they're currently 550 and 650. So they're, they're both slight bets, but barely there. So have a look at the first couple. But um, I mean, do you really want to be on, like, Speedy Miss or Plenty of horses I want to take Devoted on. Devoted Star, do you really want to be on? Devoted Star can win. It jumped first last start. Pike yeah, restrained him. I, I think Pikey got that a bit wrong. Uh, I My gut tells me this is the race devoted star wins. From mm. Barrier 1, he never leaves the fence. Next stop, the moon lays off so a little bit. Through, yeah. that's, that's what my gut tells me. Um, but it uh, wouldn't surprise me to see Temptation carry the way. wouldn't surprise me to see Irritable Rodney for a stable who doesn't keep him going if he doesn't think they're right. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see him park just on them. Um, but all I know is you're getting you're getting a bit of value because I'm pretty at 420, a real William Pike horse. I think mm. it's six from 12 with Pike, one from 12 without, and that was a York maiden, BJ. Um, yeah, I think you're getting some value there. Um, Glamour Packs is going huge, but from the gate, I can't have it. And yeah. uh, Marlies, watch Betfair. If if the unfashionable runner like Marlies gets out to $14, $16, $18 each way, that becomes me bet. Mm. So Betfair can tell me what I'm backing here. I'm backing a drifter. Okay. All right, I'm just, I'm, I don't think I'll be playing in this race, but uh, leg up, temptation, class on top. All right. Irritable Rodney for a tip right now. Radio race number four, hurtling through these, Guru. The Glenroy, hang on, this is you, isn't it? The Glenroy Shaft. Handicap. Uh, 2,200 metres, 
It was uh, advertised as a rating 66 mm, plus 61. handicap, but they couldn't get a top weight. So the race had to be uh, scaled up. And now we have a, it's basically a 61 plus. So Pikey laughing. Yeah. So which is why you see horses like, when you look at, hey, hang on, why has Alea Lay got 60 kilos in a Saturday race? It's because he was the highest rated horse in the race. And unfortunately, he's uh, he's the one that's going to have to carry the, uh, the full 60. They did raise the minimum a kilo to 55 to try, try to um, take the edge off those top weights, but still they've got to, they've got to carry weight. LALA 60 kilos, Sluice Box 59 and a half, Sewell 59 and a half, um, none of them claiming either. So it's an interesting- Apprentice free race. Interesting- Set that off and do we? Yeah, interesting sort of uh, race to assess if you're mm. taking, taking weight into a consideration over the 2200 meters. Yep, uh, market nearly mirrors mine, so it's very hard to to push anything with a real uh, a real go. But um, I, I do like um, I do like Aragain as a horse on speed. Again, we just spoke to Danny Morton, so I think Aragain will roll forward, need a lead or land on the outside of um, of Darcel. I really liked what I heard. I actually asked that question um, to Danny earlier because I did want to to know or get the feel, and he said. Uh, what do you say? She's a better mare rolling them along yeah. and putting a bit of pressure into it. Yeah. So that's exactly what I wanted to hear. So look for Chrissy Parnham to, to come out, put a bit of pressure on them. Look, it's, it's hard to tip against loose box and the three bucks or so will probably be enough for people to get involved, to be honest with you. Um, is that price still there, BJ? Or am I yeah, three false? bucks, yeah. Is it, am I getting false info? No, I'm not. That, that's three probably ten. That's probably going to be enough. I'm about that price myself. But um, look, Sluice Box, as impressive as the win was, it was – a bit of a gift. It got the right back. Uh, it got rolling while Sugarcane got stopped in its tracks. Aragain got stopped in its tracks. Um, Sowall had its back, and I think Sowall is going pretty well. So that's uh, that's an indication that it was a very good win. But you got to do it. Ag- it was flattering. You yeah. got to do it again. Um, but again, I I was sort of hoping Sluice Box went up two twenty. You know, and, and it made. Took the decision out of my hands and everything else was inflated, but yeah. that's not occurring. But yeah, Aragain for me, up to the 2200 especially, this will be a true staying test. They went pretty slowly. They went 10, 10 or 11 lengths slower than Benchmark, despite Abel Dane leading him, which didn't really play into Abel Dane's strengths yeah. either. So um, look, Aragain goes forward, leads him up. A big weight swing for Sugarcane. I think from barrier nine, Pikey will stalk Sluice Box everywhere. Gets four kilos and actually beat um, Sluice Box home to start a go, despite the fact Sluice Box was probably a slightly better run but not necessarily a four kilo better run so um yeah looking for a bit of value here i'm 650 sugarcane so you can back sugarcane each weight 850 but i'm 440 hour again and, and that's the horse i that's the horse i'd want to be on I, i'd love to see some six 650 to feel comfortable 550 is probably enough but um yeah our again for me bj yeah i was actually quite i thought this I thought this race was a bit more open than Sluice Box being a three dollar pop. I had mm. I was basically four eighty the field. Okay. Um, Sluice Box and Aragain, the uh, the two sharing favoritism for me. Um, had Alay Alay pretty close alongside them as well, who I thought was quite strong defeating Gonna Go the other day after a bit of a muddlingly run race. But um, I've tipped Sluice Box in the leg up. Uh, just mainly in money, mainly stable in form. Uh, but has that horse ever really done anything like that before? Like it was, it's been, it was, it's been in very good form. Yeah, that it's been good form. But it's uh, that was so. I've just got a little bit of a query on the strength on the 
maybe the margin more so than anything. Yeah. But mm. but in saying that, like all it can do is win. It's always I remember you were sort of plotting sluice box path in Geraldton when it was uh, just sort of oh, coming, it's always coming been along. Nice you know? always, yeah, it's always been a very nice. So horse. maybe maybe the penny's sort of just starting to yep. drop, and also the, the stable's back in back in hot form. So you have to have sluice box. Uh, you know, highly rated. For me, from a price point of view, I'm a bit like Terry. I think Barragain's probably the one from a uh, from a price point of view that tickles my fancy mm-hmm. more so than Sluicebox. I thought they were probably should be more closer together. I like Chris Parnham going back on Aragain as well. And um, I think this is a better setup than I was quite keen on Aragain last time. I think this is even an even better setup where it can be ridden to its strengths. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, one batter. Yeah. So but uh, yeah, another one of those staying races where they sort of take their turns. But um, I do have Sluice Box, just recapping Sluice Box on top in the leg up. But as the market sits at the moment, Aragain would be the horse I'm leaning towards. Aragain for me. Terry, we'll take a break and we'll come back with Mitch McClenny versus the big horse Josh Fuchs in episode 90 of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Shush. It is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition, BJ. And I'm um, a little bit more excited than usual about this week's challenger. I'd be very surprised if he gets one right. I reckon we could ask dirty questions and he wouldn't get one. But I'm excited about his presence here nonetheless. Outstanding. Well, first of all, that is correct, Terry. The Mundaring Hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, say good day, let him know that you listen to the 1 1 and uh, he'll take very, very good care of you. That is for sure. Uh, he's been with us since day one, has Ian and the team up at the Mundaring Hotel. Last week, Guru, Mitch McClenny knocked off the carryover champ, Tom Wolf, in a bit of a was a stride for stride, neck and neck. Yeah, and uh, so Mitch, he became our new WA Racing Mastermind. This week, however, we've scoured the country near and far to find a worthy challenger and we've locked in the big horse, Josh Fuchs, all the way from Kalgoorlie. Josh, thanks for jumping on the 1-1, mate. Welcome. Hey, boys. How are we? Good to be on. It's, uh, it's good to have you here, big horse. Uh, we're just talking uh, just off air before. You're, you're pretty excited about the upcoming round. It's sort of It's sort of your grand final that time of the year, isn't it? Yeah, I, I get uh, get up for the occasion, have me a few uh, beers, have a few colleagues here and there, but should be good this year, and uh, everyone's excited up in Cal, so I was about look to forward say, to it. last couple of uh, rounds I've been there for, I reckon I've been there for five days, which is, uh, what does that equate to, about 120 hours. I reckon out of those 120 hours, you've had a beer out of your hand for about three of them, <laughs> I reckon, and that's, uh, that's, that's probably overs as well, so... Uh, it's a rarity you're not best on, but I'll tell you what, you're going to want to be close to best on here to uh, have a chance to knock off the champion, BJ. That's right. As well. Hey, Josh, did, uh, as Terry mentioned, that uh, the champ, Dig Deep, is heading to Kalgoorlie. First up, Hannon's Handicap Day. That's going to be something else, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be out as well. If uh, Dig Deep gets up, Terry might not be staying for uh Forty-eight to seventy-two hours. I think podcast might be cancelled for yeah, a couple of weeks. <laughs> a couple of months, I'd suggest. Yeah, we'll be back in twenty twenty-seven. I think. Good stuff, Joshy. Thanks again for uh, stepping up to be the challenger on this week's mastermind. But back to defend his mastermind crown. Welcome him back, Mitch McClenny. Mitch, thanks for coming on, mate. Hey, boys. How are we? 
Good, mates. Uh, it's good to have you back on the show. Um, win number two coming up, I would suggest. We've uh, we've dished up a little bit of a half volley on a first day pitch. Uh, this one should be going straight through cover, mate. He's putting a bit of pressure on me here. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I love the weight of expectation because I love to see people crumble under it on the mastermind. Oh, I, can, and, uh, I can feel it. Yeah, let's let's see what the big horse has got in store for you. Mitch, have the uh, shoulders been back and the chest been out since you uh, became the WA Racing Mastermind last week? Uh, no, I've, I've been going okay. I was doing a little bit of research last night. I'm actually at work today. I'm actually at the track, so. Oh, which, where are you at, Belmont or Ascot? We got a hotline. Yeah, Belmont. Out Belmont today. Where, nah, where, no hotline. Where Where do we uh, Where do we want to be? Hard on the fans, four off. It's been like last week. I thought it was pretty fair. You could just about win from anywhere if you were good enough. You could, yeah. Some, yeah, it took some pretty good horses to come down the centre. I think I think the rail was was the spot to be last week. But uh, is Chrissy Nation yeah. still there? Uh, no, Chris West had his last day last Friday. Last Friday, okay. Oh, that's so he's a, gone, yep. Yeah, right. Oh, there you go. It's good inside information, which was absolutely bugger all information, but look, we'll... Anyway. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to touch base with Chris anyway. We send will. him our, uh, our best our for uh, uh, his future endeavours. So we have Josh Fuchs and Mitch McClenny ready to go. So, Fellas, I'm sure you're aware of how this competition works. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. All right, challenger, are you ready? Yes, sir, I am. <laughs> the big horse. Uh, mastermind, are you ready? Ready to go. Three, two, one. Question one. Red Publisher will have start number 116 on Saturday. What year did he contest the Karakata Plate? Mitch. Mitch. Mitchell. Three. 2015. Oh. No, wrong. Big horse, you got a free crack. It's not 2015. Free crack. Start 100, you reckon? 106, start uh, 116. Oh. Ah, we didn't say oh, yeah, that. 2013. Oh, oh, big horse. <laughs> 2014 was the answer. Lisa Staples wrote it. It was my first ever futures bet. Uh, it took about 400 to 1 and uh, loomed. loomed on the turn. Ran beaten a long way, but, uh, geez, it was exciting. Anyway. Well, the boys were all around it too. Yeah. Good guessing. Um, okay. Question two. Name the only TAB Country Cup Peter Hall said he hadn't won on last week's podcast. Josh. Big horse. I'm just going to go with Kalgoorlie. No, no, he's won the Kalgoorlie Cup. Mitch, for the Mitch. steal. Clearly got a couple, go. of, a couple of avid listeners here. I'll go Pindar. <laughs> oh, come on. You blokes. Grow up. Dead Dead grow up. You're both on negative two. <laughs> Uh, Hawley's in, in our interview with uh, in our fantastic interview with Peter Hall last week. Port Headland Cup was the only TAB Country Cup in West Australia. The great man had not won. Question three: Name the Dan Morton trained horse that won the Lestia Classic and Bunbury Breeders Classic last season. Mitch Mitchell. Uh, kiss on all four cheeks. Very good. We're away. There We're we away. Go. A little bit of a half volley from BJ to get it uh, up and about. All right, big horse. This is this is your this is your realm, mate. Question. Question. Four, 
Question four. At what track was a plunge pulled off with Icy Red, Icy Red on debut? Oh, Josh. <laughs> Josh. Who even got there, Mitch? I don't know. I missed it. Please, I was by the leg of the yeah, plane. He was, wasn't he? I was still Good talking. Kick up team. I was still uh, talking. It was, it was Mitch. It was Mitch. Uh, Mitchell. Uh, that track would have been at Kagali. Oh, it would have been. It would have been. Well done, Mitchell. All right. 2 0. Come on, horse. Come on, the yeah, horse. I'm something. All right. I'm on the hard riding. We'll, we'll, go, to the, we'll <laughs> go to the multiple choice one, eh? All right. Okay. Sure. William Pike has ridden I'm Pretty in six of her seven victories. The other win was a York Maiden. Who was on board that day? Was it? Mitch. Oh, Mitch. Oh, no, it's choice. It's choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a go, Mitch. Oh, no. Um, Three. Two. I'll go Clint Johnson Porter. <laughs> no, it wasn't CJP. So, big horse, you can get the options. You've got a one in three chance. This is his moment, the horse, isn't it? There we go. Come on. Yeah. All right. Go a, on. a, Jessica Gray. B, Ben Patterson. C, Brody Kirby. Uh, see, Yay! Yay! The big horse. Oh, I'm really excited about that. So it's 2 1. Yeah, something. All right. <laughs> now, name the horse that upset pure devotion and temptation to win the 2021 WA Oaks. Oh. Uh, um, oh, no. Um. Three. Three. Two. Two. One. I got Luna. And oh. Lunar Impact, 100 to 1. Yeah. I backed it for the place. <laughs> at, for the place. at 40 Yeah, bucks. that's yeah. right. <laughs> Hello, and I backed the second horse, uh, Pure Devotion, at about 6 7 bucks the whole way down. It started $1.90 or something. Oh, very good. Yeah. Mitch, two. Big horse, one. Good punning, though. Okay. Name the pair of runners in Saturday's Amelia Park Blue Spec Stakes, who won last year's Boulder and Kalgoorlie Cups. We need both runners. Uh, um, Three. Josh. Josh. Oh, Josh. I'm going to go with Fire Fox. Yep. And three. Two. You saw a launch. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh dear me. me. Two all again. Wow, against the odds. As against well. the odds, yes. Yeah, I reckon you've, you've overperformed here. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Remember that, remember that Dan, Dan Morton horse that kept winning? Sophie's. Sophie's choice, Sophie's. I can't remember Sophie's song. It kept not Sophie's song. It kept just getting the dream run. Start after start after start. Kept winning. I feel like that's the big horse here. He's overperforming. So, yeah. okay. all right, no, come on, come on. Here we go. Lads. All right, here's a bit of a half volley job. Who won yep. last year's WA leading Metro Apprentice title? Mitchell. Wait, as in the season just gone or the Se year before? Season just gone. Season just gone. Uh, Lactar Ramoli. Yeah. yeah. He's done it. He's done it. Lucky Lactar. Lucky Lactar. Lucky Mitchell. It was it was a gallant big horse, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, wasn't he good? Wasn't yeah, he, well, he was gone. He was gone at the 1200. Yeah. The stick was out. No, I, didn't, and I, I put the stick away with 200 to go. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I didn't think the big horse was going to finish the race. And, um, geez, I was going to say, 
The longer trip doesn't suit me. I've never been in the jury, <laughs> please. You clearly had Danny Miller on board because you came again. So, uh, no, great effort, uh, great effort, big horse. And, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, catching up over the round for a quiet one or four. But, uh, yeah, Mitch McClanny, that's two on the trot. You are still the WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations, mate. Uh, it was a, you, you won a little bit ugly this week, but uh, we'll roll on to next Thursday. Will you be available to... Thanks, boys. Will you be available yeah, for the three I'll be there, of course. Good man, Wonderful. Mitch. And Joshy Fuchs, the big horse, one of the uh, one of the characters of the goldfield, Mate. didn't he? Hey, what a do legend. Do one of the good things, big horse as well. Are you still there, big horse? I'm still here. Mate, one of, one of the here. positives to come from come from this is you get the bit of inside information, win, lose, or draw. You you'd already made the uh, the twenty two for the uh, the end of season Guru Christmas party. So congratulations, oh boy. congratulations, I'm big horse. Yeah, you I'm and you, you and El Fernie, that's my my quota of Calgary, uh <laughs> born and bred. So we can't have any more, otherwise I won't have any money left. So. But yeah, well, well done, oh Josh. Boy. Thanks for uh, thanks for stepping up and having a crack at the mastermind. And uh, Mitch, we'll talk to you next week. Joshy, we'll see you in the goldfields. Beautiful, thanks, boys. Thanks, lads. Sweet, thanks, me, boys. Mitch McClenny had a spring in his step. Terry he was pretty mm. confident, and uh, that's two straight for Mitch. Yeah, it was. Uh, I haven't got too many of my predictions right with the uh, the mastermind, but um, look, the horse got two. The horse, sorry, there's no H in horse, and um, but no, Mitch too strong in the line. It's one of those victories, only one by a head. But I think if he wanted to, he could have extended a one by a little bit further. Mm, but yeah, he was he was definitely gallant, Joshy Fuchs, yeah, he and was. Uh, it was uh, it was great to have him on board, and uh, no doubt. Uh, Everyone will be pretty keen to get up to Joshy's hometown in Kalgoorlie very soon for the Kalgoorlie round. Look out. It's all happening and there's going to be a bit of dig deep flavour. Hopefully. Mm, hopefully. All going well. It's Yeah, he's, he's all on track at the moment, actually. Yes. Otherwise. So, so Mitch McClenny, another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills, since 1899. That is in the post and uh, until next week's Mastermind. Mm-hmm. Now, Terry, we don't pump our tyres up too much on this award-nominated podcast. <laughs> but we have been calling for the removal of maidens from Sad Day programs. Gone. One of the things that we suggested, strongly suggested, was how about we take the maidens out and bring zero Metro win last year races to Sad Day. And um, I don't know whether they were listening or whether Raul just happened to be on the same page. However, new season, maidens out guess what's in 60 plus zero metro win last year 60 plus celebrate with an iron jack the iron jack handicap we got the first one for the new season on saturday and like it's got a 13 horse field and a decent handicap 60.5 top weight 54 minimum encouraging encouraging start field for the day encouraging start put it that way oh bj ryan led as well basically well Mastermind behind it. They must be listening, surely. You're this week's mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but I think it's I think it's good good to see that these race types are on Saturdays. And for mine, I'd like to see them worth a, a full metro state, so that if you won the if you won the race, then you'd be you'd be you'd get pushed into the ratings races for another twelve months before coming back to this race type. But at the moment, they're worth a thirty thousand. And but regardless, it's a thirteen horse field and it's a good betting race. 
It certainly is a good betting race. The uh, yeah, the meeting definitely heats up in the in the second half in yeah. regards to a bit of value. Um, over the sixteen hundred meters, I actually think this is a, is a thin race chances wise. Yeah, I think the market's got quite a few uh, up top, which I don't have up top. Um, the fact that uh, is it still favourite. Al Mahalo. Is Al Mahalo still favourite? Give, give it, give it the... What's uh, going on? That's wild. It's wild. $3.20 where I'm looking. Mm. Is that right? Yep. That's not right. Three, 320 and uh, 340 most other Mate, places. I will tell you what price I have this. Hang on. Let me have a look. We're getting there. This Patience. Will be good. This will be good. $41. And I know that's heavy. Don't get me wrong. I know that's heavy, but... <sighs> Three dollars twenty, Elma. Guess what my lay of the day is? Should I? Uh, well, you'll be you'll be, um, encouraged be encouraged to hear that Brad Bet is holding firm at four forty. He's not, not going to dive into yeah. that. He's not not diving into that three dollar range just yet. So, ah, dearie man, yeah, that's thin. Well, straight away, I love a race with a good false favourite. I love a false favourite, BJ. They really encourage me to um to have a punt elsewhere, and uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to make this a uh, probably the, well, definitely the biggest outlay race of the day. Nelson's flight W Pike on. That's a big uh, big plus. Um, the market hasn't overreacted to to Pikey on either. Mm. I'm I'm quite surprised to see eleven bucks thirteen with some agencies. Nelson's flight. I, Mark Nelson's flight second um, was, second pick. I was nine dollars. Nelson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm what am I? Yeah. I'm seven seventy. Not yep. far off it. Uh, probably not going to get involved. That's not where I'm heading to. Um, but look, Nelson's flight should find the top. Uh, with Pikey on the stronger jockey, can give a nice kick. Just about forget it went round last start, but in saying that, still went pretty poorly. But can yeah, can, it was a funny, funny old race. It was a weird old race. Weird old race. They went too. so slow. What a great opportunity to take it to the top with the apprentice on, with the yeah. weight swings on yeah. some of those horses, and get head into it. So um, yeah, definitely having to go up Vicky Corver though, because I reckon that, that looked instruction related. I think, yeah, also I think Kate Southam on Mr. Delegator and Victoria Corver yeah. on well, Nelson's we fight. They sort of they sort of sort of outfoxed each other in, in a lot of ways, and and end up. Both their horses weren't ridden to maximise their strengths. We saw like. seven days later how much better Mr. Delegator goes when bowling along in mm. front, and was only it took a very good one to run um, run him down. Yeah. So, um, look, very thin race. Salando Chevelle's going well, but is there another win with sixty and a half in it? Uh, what about Moyes? Seven dollars. It's the Improver. It was Boy. off a month. Um, Moy. It was off the month before last start, but it loomed to Gunna Go after Gunna Go did all the work to get to the breeze, and Gunna Go kicked. What about Moy um, was a little bit soft late, I thought. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It should be fitter because of that. That was a month between runs. Yeah, but a uh, li yeah. little bit soft for me. And Barrier 2 looks pretty. But uh, what about Moy's a horse that can do naughty things at the start and end up three or four the fence and be in an ugly spot? Then you got Mr. Dell's five bucks, just shy of uh, his third favourite. And, and Mr. Dell um, was given a 20 out of 10 from CJP last start. No reason that doesn't happen again, but there's plenty of reasons why it doesn't happen again because it's drawn 11 of 13. So okay, we're rolling forward. Might Mr. even Dell. end up in the breeze, yep. Mr. Dell. Yep. So Gunna Go is just, I know that it's, it's been a it's been a long and trying campaign for Gunna Go supporters and I was on last start. And This is the day. It was a difficult watch. This is the day. This is it. This is 100% the day. If, if we end up in the breeze, uh, which I don't think we will, no, I'm no. not too perturbed. 
if we end up 1-1, if we, we, sh we should just be very close to 1-1. We should be just on the back of them. The horse is fit. The horse is flying. Just, the horse carries weight. It's down to its winning rating of about 71, mm -hmm. which is where its last couple of wins have been. Um, it's drawn barrier nine or worse at six of – Hang on, let me just jump it up. Uh, has drawn barrier nine or wider at six of the last seven. The other yeah. one, yep. the other one ran second to Tin Snip. Behind it was Sluice Box, True Attraction. It's a seventy-seven down to a seventy run rate of this campaign, but it's not racing poorly. It's just, it's just been stiff. Um, last start, despite doing all the work and getting outside the breeze, and this is a stat I really love. It's, it ran the second quickest last two hundred behind a lay a lay. Mm. What about Moy? Had the soft run loomed up to it, gave it a kick. Um, no, clear favourite for me. Um, gonna go. Um, yeah, it's it's just Gary ticks them all, ticks them all, ticks them. Gonna all. go ticks all the boxes. Gary, get on. There is one horse we're gonna have something on though. All right, another one. So what, what was your what was your punt price? Pete McCormick. I, I'm, I'm uh, three dollars. I'm three dollars. My my market in a ninety five percent market. $3.05. So I, I, I took Brad's 420 the sum of the what we can get on Brad's 420 this morning. Everyone yeah. else has gone up five bucks. It's now 460. So. I was 380 gonna go, but yeah, yeah, very okay. good. Um, so what's, what's the other horse? There is one horse we're gonna have something on. I reckon you're not gonna pick the horse that we're gonna have something on. I, I actually reckon this horse can just about win the race, to be <laughs> okay. honest, as well. Um, minus looks. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know, even you're not going uh, that. Minus looks is going far better um, than it reads on paper. Went to Gary Delane. Mate, um, did you see Gary? What Gary Delane got out his of? Team got going? out of Mass Effect last Saturday. That was wild. What do you mean got out of? Oh, on the fence there. Yeah, it ran third. Yeah, and um, Proxy nine hundred to one. Proxy ran a, a huge race. Yeah, um, yeah. That when the one, one thing I always say is when the Delane team starts to fight, you just got to follow <laughs> them in. But look, when it was with Stevie Wolf, um, he get picked, on, it all the Delane trained. It peaked at an eighty-two <laughs> rider. Um, and it's now down to a 68, and there hasn't been all that many starts in between. I think doing 10 starts in between now. Uh, early doors for for Gary didn't do much. Carried the 63, 64 kilos up in Jero, plotted away. Uh, came out one day with Andy Castle and jumped well, but was just shuffled, restrained, restrained, restrained. Ended up back, back near last. Two sharp horses were off and rolling. The way he picked up and sprinted home for the standing start yeah. with 61 was really nice. Yeah. Um, came to town a month later, snagged out the back, was beaten um, 4.6 lengths Magnaforce. That was a race with Comfort Me, Angelic Miss. Ran the fourth quickest last two um, behind, I think it was Angelic Miss, Aberdeen Queen and Skin and Tins were the three that got home better. Uh, and if you watch his work through the line as well, it was um, it was really strong stuff. Went to Carnarvon after that for the sprint. Just that I didn't even watch the record. It doesn't matter. Yeah. To me, it doesn't matter what happened there. Uh, has come out, um, tagged Red Publisher in a race that was a spruker, Kelly's Callisto. Red Publisher, picture perfect minus looks. Uh, tagged Red Publisher, ran a quicker last 200, was the second quickest last two of the race. Um, arguably, it was basically as good a run as Red Publisher, who nearly nicked the feature last week. Uh, was a length behind Picture Perfect, who ran second last week. Um, yeah, the form all adds up, I thought. I just think he's... I just think he's going to be forgotten about considering how long it's been since this minus looks has been a horse. But these are his conditions. He's drawn well. This is weak. Like, when was the last time he saw a 60 plus? Okay, mm -hmm. I've got an answer for you, BJ. Never. Never well, been to a 60 plus. Minus looks was going to be a proper, proper horse. I think mean, he's won four sad days, minus looks. Yeah. Um, and what's, uh, his, what's his track? Belmont. Belmont. Uh, but he was just plagued by. Um, leg issues over the, over the journey, and Steve be, Steve Wolf um, did a did a job patching him up over the journey. But I'm I'm 
I must admit, I am surprised that Minus has been able to race on into his eight-year-old season. And mm-hmm. I know Gary Delane does have um, is noted for his ability to be able to patch up and um, work with these older horses that have a few chinks in their armor physically. So um, yeah, like if yeah, you, I think you, we've seen enough at three at two of its three of its last four starts for getting the Carnarvon run. We have seen enough that this horse is is happy. It's not necessarily at his best, but. Alma Halo's favourite. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm minus looks shorter in the market than Alma Halo. Look, we're currently forty to one. Oh, I'm not. I wouldn't dive in now. I reckon we're seeing eighties on Betfair. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This won't be a very popular selection, and I'm going to be loading gonna go as my main play of the day. Um, but yeah, minus looks is definitely worth a ticket late on Betfair. We'll, we'll like see. It. We'll I'll, see something up with the sixty I, bucks. I reckon you blew my mind initially. Then listening to the guru break it down. Alma Halo's favourite. Just remember down, that. And he he's he's good. The guru, the way that he just lays just remember it out that. and sells it. We might have to. It'd be silly not to have uh, uh, something small on uh, I, I the Betfair Exchange. I genuinely looks- believe it can win the race. I genuinely believe it can win this horse race. So I'm $3.05 going to go. I'm $13 minus looks. Um, yeah, going to go. We'll win the race, but minus looks will give him an almighty scare. Woo. Wow. Going to go for me, one of the better bets of the day. All right, it's time for the feature of the day, the Amelia Park Blue Spec Stakes, race six over the 1,600 metres. It's a, uh, what they call them, quality handicaps with the 62 maximum top weight, but um, quite even, even like the fancies are quite evenly matched, aren't they? Like you've got Montalina, True Attraction, Kelly's Callisto, Lonsdale Lady, probably or uh, lots of people will be making a case for each of those. Mm. Uh, market will be all important as always. I've, I've really struggled with this with this race last night. Um, well, had to sort of get up and walk away and come back and go again. There was just a, there was just a lot of there was just a lot there was too much going on here for me. Mm. Um, but uh, I just got to ask you: Do you know what happened to Lonsdale Lady last Saturday? What was the story? I uh, dislodged Sean O'Donnell in the preliminary and went for a bit of a jog. Okay, she and just was, wanted to do her own thing for a okay. bit. Oh. Very out of uh, character, according to Kieran. So wouldn't be um, too perturbed about that. She's but she, when she was scratched, she was $3.10. She was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was bull. Yeah. So we'd all about Kelly's Callisto and Lonsdale Lady wasn't catching her from last. That yeah. was 25 cents we lost out of the dollar. Outrageous. It was outrageous. I, yeah, I don't know what happened that race. I don't understand how the money came that hard for Lonzo. I don't I don't understand how she's favourite here. Well, that's what I, I, what I was going to say. She was 3 she's, or 10 favourite in the race last week. Didn't start. And she was now already she's, 35 days between runs. Yeah. She's 40-odd, isn't she? Yeah. I, I, I just – this market, it's a, bit, it's a bit confusing just looking at it on the surface, to be honest. And um, my first view was, oh, Montalina just wins, right? I had Montalina 2A. I, yeah. I wobbled it out to 310. And then I sort of grade myself up with the 59.5, just going back and looking yeah. through what sort of weight and she'd carried flat, and all that. spot. And all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, I flip-flopped. And at the end of the day, I came back to Montalina. I'm just going to follow my first thought on the race. Mm-hmm. Just third up at the mile, two from two at the Belmont Mile. Chris Parnham back on from gate one. Surely. Stable back in form. Stable back in form, yes. It's definitely not. The one thing, as I said, I'm worried about the, her flat spot. Um, like she's a, for me, she's an unconfident 310. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. a market I'm set in stone with. I'm $13 Lonsdale Lady. So Lonsdale Lady's going to have to win this race from last. Like that's that's pretty hard to do. So I was focused on the map um, as a good base to have a hit at this race. And you got Living the Dream will roll and, and might appreciate the 54, allowed to keep going. But again, Living the Dream, $10, it's been, it's been battling, you know. So for it to be $10 in a feature probably tells you a bit of a story. 
Kelly's Callisto to be $4.50 in a feature when it's going to have to be in the breeze. Um, Vicky Corverota treat, you obviously don't get that claim here. So it's a harder race to win from the breeze. So the horse that's going to park on them and and um, was, was uh, well, nearly chased down. That's funny as last week with Red, Red Publisher. Publisher. So for me, Red Publisher is just an absolute moral. To, he can either take leaders back or 1-1, one, one, Brad. He can have his choice because there's no other horses underneath that have any gate speed that I can see. But Red Publisher can get out okay. Yep. So he wanders across, grabs whichever back he wants. And um, Montalina doesn't really go that quick early. True Attraction doesn't go that quick early. Lonsdale Lady misses the kick, so just jags from eight. Friar um, Fox can't Fox really. has, has not wanted to be there at its last two. And Missile okay. Launch is a big... Big, big bloke who takes a few strides to, to get into it. So, um, yeah, Montalina, I, I worry that they might have to hunt Montalina up to get the back of the leader and it, it might not have a back. Might be sort of chasing underneath runners. I don't, I don't know. It's a funny old race in that sense. But Red Publisher gets first crack at them, um, and I've got to have something on at that price. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm four ninety five Red Publisher and three ten Montalina. Uh, Montalina's last two hundred was hard to miss. Stable back in form. Chris Parnham Mile, etc. etc. Um, yeah, that, that's the way I'm going. I'm, I'm happy to take on True Attraction this deep into a prep. I think it's more suited at the mile now, but whether he's had enough. I thought Montalina was a very simple. It was a better run. Yeah, but so let's just – What's the go the with True price. Attraction? Why Why is it like uh, losing it its spot and it's just not keeping in touch with the field? Even when it beat Fuhrer that day, it was a mile off him. Yeah, I think they um, – well, it's never been the most tractable horse yeah, in that funny sense, horse. but yeah. I think they're they're definitely setting um, setting it a bit of a uh, a task with the twenty one hundred to fourteen hundred. This is more suitable back to the mile now, mm. um, and it, it's more than capable of winning the race. But yeah, just 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 a bit of a, a lack of confidence in in what the campaign's just done to it. There, they they probably had a something more fluent they could have gone with. Um, putting it up against the two good ones over the journey on a heavy 10 might have cooked its campaign just about, you know. So, yeah. Well, um, but, yeah, I, I've got I've got Montalina as a better run than two attraction last start. It, it's the stables coming on. It's coming on. It's the one that should be more peeking into its campaign. And for once, Montalina isn't under the odds. Yeah. Um, we get yeah. to have a bet on Montalina. So, um, yeah, look, at those prices, $4.80 Montalina and 8 bucks Red Publisher, uh, I can back Montalina and save Red Publisher. And I'm, I'm really happy with that. I'm getting the two horses stalking the speed, and the speed's good, mm. but the speed's not clear off we go, you yeah. know. Yeah, I um, yeah, I was 420 Montalina, 750 Red Publisher. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I, was, I thought this is Montalina's race, but listening to you, I can, yeah, I'm, I'm actually warming to Red Publisher more than the other horses I thought were the biggest dangers. Like it's, yeah. One thing with Red Publisher, um, 1,400's best. Mile yeah. is a push. That's the, that was the major thing for me. So late over the mile, I expect if Montalina's close enough and hasn't been hunted for too far out, I think Montalina will get Red Publisher. But what was the gap between them last start? Because this will be running the same conditions. Yeah. yeah. There was a 3.3 length gap and there's only half a kilo in it. So... They're the two. I'll probably, I, I'll probably, the way I've marked the race, I'll probably end up dutching them okay. for a, either a result. But um, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully. Jeez, it's a thin old race. Eh? Hopefully for uh, our man, Pistol Pete Montalino. Yes. One of the part owners, Pistol Pete Antons in Montalino. Our man. He's stuck in Perth. Can't get back to his new home, Melbourne. Oh, he loves and, it, uh, So uh, hopefully a, a result for, uh, for the man, Pistol Pete. Antonitz, but uh, Montalina on top. Terry has made a very convincing and uh, good push for Red Publisher. Race seven, Cool Ridge Handicap, 1,200 metres special conditions. 
Um, what do we got going on here? Well, we spoke to Dan Morton earlier. Yeah. About Miss Vasari, impressive first up winner. Put in a bit of a bodgy one, I thought, last start. But uh, I like this Regano, a four-year-old mare. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she's got plenty of ability. Um, Chris Parnham elects to stay on board. No doubt he would have had the option to ride Campisi. Yep. That is a good push too. Um, but uh, he keeps the faith with Miss Vasari. I'm going to keep the faith with Chris, Dan and Miss Vasari. I think Miss Vasari can rebound on Saturday. But first of all, Guru, what um, what did you make of this lineup and what are, you, what are we thinking? Do you think Zephyr Queen can hold up and lead from gate one and maybe something like Jag the Joker or London Miss coming, breezing, something like that? What are yep. your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a really good race. It's a race I, I knew – well, I've marked it almost identical to what we're looking at here. And it's a race I don't feel like I've got a great read on. Yeah. Um, Miss Vasari is always going to be very close to your favourite. It's the one that's going to have to make all the ground and come from last. Uh, the fact it's a, a later in the day race is, is beneficial because it's always easier to make ground as the day progresses. Um, but probably not right now what we saw last start. I don't see a necessity to take $3.50 about a horse that's going to have to come from last in a pretty sharp little field. Campisi gets the map, but while it gets the map, perhaps Miss Vasari gets the back of a horse like Dunbar or Gunmetal Grey and that, that ends up being a great back to be on and, and targets into the race. So um, Campisi was great versus Captain Chaos. I thought Dunbar may have been going as well as Campisi, very interestingly. Um, got stopped sort of in its tracks and didn't sprint after that. I'm, I'm sort of willing to forgive when that occurs. Yeah. Um, but Dunbar's starting under the odds every start and this might be the occasion when it doesn't perhaps. Um, Gunmetal Grey is a, a big up-and-comer. Yeah, I like um, Gunmetal Grey as a horse. I do, yeah. yeah. really like Gunmetal Grey as a horse. And Zephyr Gwen goes to the top and, as you said, Jay the Joker, London Miss, they race on speed. Um, I think they're a rung below. I think the race is between the top four in the market um, and I, th- I think it's bang on. BJ, I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm really looking forward to watching this one. I'm happy to watch Miss Vasari come from last, go past him. But look, if we if we get a feel of a pattern on the day, and and you, it looks like you really want to be rail heavy, and it's a really hot lane to be in. Um, I think Zephyr Queen will take a horse like Campisi quite far into the race. Yep. So we might look at that late on Betfair. Um, if the centre of the track's playing well, then uh, if Miss Vasari is an acceptable quote late, or even Gunmetal Grey each way, I'm not afraid to play. Um, basically, it, it, for me, this is a race I, I actually doubt I'll be betting in and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to watching it because it's a, it's quite interesting seeing a few of these four lines clash. Yeah. Tipping point of view, Miss Vasari on top for me. Like Terry, I think that Camp Easy does get the map and got ran into a pretty good horse last start, didn't it, Captain Chaos? Good horse. Uh, or good horse, Captain Chaos, and Camp Easy did well to – to sort of rebound after, I guess, everything went wrong at its WA debut when it was very heavily fancied. And I do have a bit of time for Gun Metal Grey as well. Paul Harvey on board, third up. Should be just about ready to uh, to peak now, this mare. So, yeah, there's a few interesting little factors in there. I mean, Jack the Joker's flying for Ash Maley. Um but did have the one one the other day with Pike on board and and got all the favours and, and salute. I think it was a two sixty two seventy chance midweek last start. But yeah, just got a feeling that Miss Vasari is the horse with the with the most amount of upside. And uh, as Terry said, if the pattern is suggesting that you can sort of camp, uh, be three wide line peel and attack down the middle of the Belmont straight on Saturday, then that Miss Vasari is the horse that I really want to be on. A lot will depend on the previous races and and what uh, what results they're throwing up. But Miss Vasari on top for me. I'm just going to try and work out where I had her marked. 
I was a 360 Miss Vasari. Uh, second fave Dunbar, 450. Yeah, good race. Good race. I, I, yeah, this is a race I don't have a huge amount more to add. It, it, just just looking forward to seeing what happens. You've got to remember Mr. Sari's first start win. Second, first start win was um, it's looking even worse the yeah. more they race. Yeah. Yeah. Dream Evil couldn't go yet. Yeah, it's, it's looking even worse the more they race. But you can only, it's still one by two and a half. You can only beat what's in front of you. So, uh, but in saying that, yeah, what we saw first campaign, definitely some upside there. So, yeah, really um, good, good race to watch. Yeah. Um, maybe on, on, if this rain doesn't. I hope so. I always, down, then, uh, then uh, maybe back on top of the ground, Miss Fasari might enjoy yep. that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I always in a, in a race like that where I'm, I don't really plan to have a bet. I hope something gets over bet. Mm. I hope there's crazy money Campesi, crazy money Miss Fasari. I, I, I hope, I hope be, something's that's over. That's going to be the horse, I think. Which one? Campesi. You reckon? Yeah, it's going to be the money horse. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon the money horse. Yeah, it's it's one of those two more, more than likely. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they both get crazy over bet. No, I'm willing to look at Dunbar or Gunmetal Bro. Yeah. I'm I'm really willing to play a price here. And um, where where would you do it's that? It's a nice way to punt sometimes. Hey, where would you do that? Uh, top spot. Betfair. Betfair. Bet smarter, not harder. Betfair.com.au. Um, bet harder, not smarter. Uh, race number eight, the Peninsula Dining Room Handicap. You've been up peninsula. to the Peninsula Dining Room. I bet to say, what is the Peninsula Dining? Oh, it's upstairs. It must be upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't leak in there, does it? It's <laughs> leak free. You pay a premium. It's not free entry to the Peninsula Dining Room handicap. Uh, over the the one, well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the full Belmont Park experience if you didn't have a few a few drops here oh, and there. Yeah, sure. Raindrops yeah. keep falling uh, over the thousand meters. Um, the return of uh, of Luke's Luke, a good mate of the podcast. I see red. I see red. Luke Fanny, the plunge horse. Big horse wasn't quick enough, was he? Come on, big horse. He's got to be quicker than that, doesn't he? Very disappointing. Uh, return of IC Red without the trial. I haven't spoke to Luke, so um, I'm sure he'll tell me it's flying and we'll win by 20. But, um, yeah, look, from a data point of view, very interesting race to to analyse BJ. IC Red's numbers from those, it was three three consecutive runs as well, were uh, through the roof, mm. like just wins this by a few lengths type thing. So I found that um, interesting. I'm trying to use the data in a positive sense when you get the opportunity to. Um, I saw 365 went up five bucks, IC Red, and because of that you knew that wasn't going to last long, obviously. They're not a company that anybody um, – most people can't get on. None of my friends can because I've used them all. <laughs> that wasn't that funny. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just an aside, Paul Harvey. Uh, Paul Harvey, yeah. Mitch has been um, all the rides he had at 57, he's um, he's off. So okay. Paul Harvey, I think Paul Harvey suits the horse. That's no issue mm. for me. Should good, land outside express time. and Good booking. I if think. Luke's got it right, I think it'd be pretty hard to beat. But it's a difference winning on the firm Ascot tracks, especially when it, it won, it's won a Calgoolie Maiden. It's won a the boat race day. Um, and it won when it got the soft sit, uh, the soft sit in a three-year-old handicap. Mm. So, um, now the jury's still out for me. How good I see red, I see red is, and look, was it, it it's going to start. Was it probably could have, probably should have almost beaten Acromantula, Acromantula yeah. last up. Remember that was the day Mitch, Mitch could have followed yeah. Acromantula through and he elected the back to of the yeah. roughy, and I think it might have been type one. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. ended up going, ended up having to go through, peel three yeah. wide. No, uh, only got beat three quarters of a length of the line. So he could be icy red, icy red could be heading into this race. Last three on the bounce, sort of thing, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. And even that Bunbury race, that was a good. That was a good field. That um, it was, yeah. Yeah, and backed uh, into favoritism too. So didn't, they didn't lead that day. They were 
change of tactics. So I reckon they will come from the trees to back this potentially. Looking at uh, looking at the numbers, I think mm. it'll be a pretty supported horse, and um, I'm hoping that's the case because I'm gonna adjust at the prices. Uh, if I if I could at the five bucks, I would have happily been on. But uh, I'll be looking around. Um, I see red. I see red. If hopefully the money continues to pour in, and um, there is. A standout for me in this, BJ, because um, I, I want to take on State Attorney. This steward report said was wide the trip. I think that's a bit harsh on Brad. I reckon it was. No, happy. it was. It was like was, two and a half wide. I reckon it was happy as Larry yeah. in the one one for the yeah. for the entirety. But um, happy to take on State Attorney. Happy to take on Weapons. Some two trials tells me that maybe the horse is an hundred percent and really had to work hard to beat Media Baron over the thousand meters. I'm always going to take on horses like Bumper Humper on their return to racing. That's just how I punt, and I don't think the rest um, are suited. So. That leaves uh, Money Maley, an all-day session. I think these three-year-olds, now four-year-olds, um, I think they've got something on these. And I really do believe that this horse needs three boxes ticks. That's a wet track. Thus, this is the one I was mainly talking about. I want to see the soft six for. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy with the soft five and Ranger in the meeting. I want the 1,000 metres, and I think it's a horse that goes better with a good gait. So he's only raced against the older horses once. Here's, here's Terry stat time, you know. I know you like my stats. Mm. He's only raced against the older horses once. It was in a class one, carried the 61, led him one. Um, good win. Gave big weight that day to like a Jaguar, Danny Bella, London Miss, and excerpt. Pretty good class one. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely um, no luck or campaign. Even last start was forced from a wide gate, had to go out the back. Brad Wheeler had to take off early, and it was over the 1,200 metres, which he peaks on a little bit. Prior study won by a half length, but like it was a good win. Could, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a three length type win, you know. And then yeah. the prior start was when he was held up, and it was a better run than, in my mind, a better run than Rain of Fire, mm. who obviously came out and did what he did, and then went really well in a seventy two plus. Even the prior start, going back to that over the thousand meters behind Vane Tempest, it was a huge effort over on the soft five. So, um, look, I think he's a horse. The way he races, he can't lead like he did that day. He seems to have lost that ability to to step cleanly. So you are going to be three back the fence, or you're going to be in a bit of trouble. Um, and I see Red will have a head start on you. I really wanted – I was under the impression I was going to get eight bucks each way, nine bucks each what way. What are we? What are we talking? Six. Mm. So I, I'm actually – this is one – I'm I'm 360 all day session, but that's – I knew that was too thin. I'm holding – What were you? I see Red. 360. And what were you all day? favourite. Equal, equal. Sorry. Equal favourite, yeah. Yeah, I was 350. I see Red, $5 all day session. Mm, I, I'm, I'm just going to – I'm going to cross my fingers and my toes and I'm going to – I'm not going to have a. I'm not going to back it till the day. I'm going to hope for some. I'm going to hope for some big money. I see red. Yep. And hope that we see eight dollars each way, nine dollars each way all day session mm. on Betfair. But that, that's my plan. Pretty pretty happy to be involved. But um, you want the price because the way he races over a thousand, he needs luck. He's going to be a, a good thing beaten a few times in his career if he keeps doing that. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I don't really have a strong opinion in this race. A bit like, a bit like Terry there. I sort of. Icy red, icy red. If he turns up, breathing fire. Uh, Luke Fernie has him ready to rock and roll. No first up, no trial. He could he could whack them on top of the speed, just rolling and just be pure point to point, too quick, too fast. You know. Yeah. But if there is a horse who can emerge from the pack and make things interesting late, then yeah, it's going to be a horse like all day session for sure. Race fit in form, um, and uh, drops three kilos, coming back to a thousand. Uh, which is his go, isn't it? Really, the Belmont Thousands really his is where he does his best work all day session. So, yeah, I think Icy Red's going to be rolling, and I'm just wondering what sort of horse can come from behind and get over the top. 
you're going to look for something with a bit of class, with a bit of strength, and that could be all-day session. Mate, I reckon you've, you've got that bang on. My biggest concern is that I see red from the breeze that just be might just be too – might be able to run too good a time. Yeah. Um, are there, is there anything else that can kick up and make it awkward out in front? Because I see red, I see red is a really nice beginner. That's the thing. I see red, I see red. If, if they put the foot down, you'll probably get a cross express try. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think um, they will. Uh, um, just that, the fact that Pike's on bumper humper means that they're, they're not going to be. They're, they're serious? Be, they're not gonna, well, not, they're not going to attack for the lead. That's sort of what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Righto. I would have thought that. He's on come. We didn't talk, talk about come magic earlier in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, bumper humper was obviously. There'll be money for bumper humper yeah. probably on that trial, but. Yeah, obviously they're happy with how it's going, and and Dion told Steve to to hold it nice and tight. Yeah. It's um, yeah, interesting, interesting race, interesting race. I I, I must admit, and obviously always cheering for our good mate Luke Fernie. I must admit, I, I do. My gut probably tells me that I see her gets to the breeze, and it's probably just too good, especially with the, I like the pont being on. Mm. Um, not that Mitch was a poor choice of hoop, obviously, but um. Yeah, that's what the gut. That's why I want to get back this each way. I wanted to see some 250, 260, 270 a place, and I would have felt good. But um, yeah, I'll go with the all day session. Icy Red's been a good horse to me. Uh, last prep, he got a couple of good results. Icy Red, Icy Red, rolling, uh, outside leader. Plunge? No, it wasn't even that. Wasn't uh, even that. I, missed, I missed all that. But uh, I think Pete, I remember that was the Calgary, that was, that was the Round podcast yeah. and Pete McCormick was all over it from yeah, the Thursday. Right. I remember calling you as I was yeah. walking out, I had a little stint on uh, the podcast. Yeah, I think, I think we asked you about it. Panting. I will ask you about Icy Ricer and you said, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what horse you're referring to. <laughs> I think I was a little bit coy, wasn't I, at that stage of proceedings. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I'm sticking Icy Red first up, um, backing in Luke Fernie to have this horse ready to rock and roll. All right. Uh, it's time for the, the horsepower, a night at the races handicap, but more importantly, the Get Out Stakes, episode 90, the nervous 90s, but we're never nervous about trying to win the uh, the Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S. Extremely popular. I've heard that. Get Out Stakes. Um, brought to you by our friends at Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Now, uh, Timmy Hewitt, Timmy Hewitt and his team, they run the show out there at Market City Meets and obviously been with us for a long time here at the 1-1. So if you let them know that you listen to the, the WA Racing podcast, Timmy will look after you 100%. So last week, congratulations to our episode 89 winner, Dean Powell. Now, Dean, he was almost bang on the official uh, Brave Dream margin. The official margin was 1.01 length. Uh, Dean Power selected 1.02 length, so very went within a whisker of being exact. Astute. So that was uh, that was well done by Dean. Congratulations, that meat pack, that delectable, delicious Group One beef package from Market City Meats is all yours, Dean. Very so, astute from you as well last week. I meant to say that at the top of the show. You threw that out as your best at a price. Always nice and the best is a, a bit of a quote. And uh, there were a few others as well you were you were all over. Beat the bell. Beat the bell. Yeah, got out to a nice price. It was a nice win. And uh, yeah, you must have had a due. good, good was, little day. I was due. I was due. Oh, I was due. Um, but okay, thanks for the pump up. No, now right. to enter this week's Get Out Stakes. Please hit us up at the 1 1 pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win race nine of the day at Belmont this Saturday. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And we cannot ever. 
Forget the Sam White rule, Guru. First in, best dressed. Correct, Amundo. Okay. Um, I'll say what there's been actually before. There's been a bit of a, bit of a call on, on Twitter to get uh, Latham back on the, the podcast as well. He's, he's flying, flying a lot along here. So I reckon, we, um, I reckon in the coming weeks we, we get Lath to, uh, to, to make his uh, return. What do you reckon? Sounds good. I think there's a few. few there people. is. There is. I actually you? spoke to Giulio Santorelli mm. yesterday. A bit of a snippet from him, did you get? Uh, he wasn't very well, actually. So shout out to Giulio. I hope he's feeling a lot better today. Mm. He was he was in all sorts when I was talking to him on the phone. He was struggling. So hopefully he's resting up and feeling a bit, bit, bit better uh, today. But he is very keen to join us here on the 1-1 pod as well. Oh. So... Santa snippets, the, the great man. For the entirety or just a the whole No, he's in. The whole show. Oh. Locked in. I said, oh, we'll get you on the phone. He was like, I wouldn't have thought so. I'll have oh. to make him a nice pasta and lasagna or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Or we can go on course or record yeah. something like that. But he's uh, he's very that eager. Was an Italian joke. Right? Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Italian could tell I went over your head. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, with Latham Anderson, Giulio Santorelli, oh. the Taylors, Daniel Cripps. Just the names. Yeah. Just dropping them. The 1-1. One, one. Yeah. That's what it's at. Need a hand picking them all up. Mm. Uh, race number nine, Belmont, 5 p.m. Oh, yep. Before we go on, did you see that photo of Latham Anderson on Twitter? Yeah. That was, <laughs> there was, as I said, I I only saw it the next morning. There was, was a fair bit to unpack there, wasn't there? The, There's a bit um, going on, wasn't there? Is there someone that looks less like a punter um, <laughs> than dearie, dearie me? I, I tell you what, but uh, yeah. You wouldn't like, pick, him in, the, a, you wouldn't pick him in a lineup, would you? No, you certainly wouldn't. Uh, no, you'd, maybe a surfer, maybe a. Um, yeah, no, the, the frothy, the Betfair jacket. It was just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just what you need. It's what you need tweeted at you more regularly, I reckon. Yes. So, no, I was, um, it's was unique, that's for sure. Pretty happy with that one. Um, all right, race number nine. Over the, the 1,400 metres, uh, there's been some fairly, um, well, not necessarily support. The market's doing a little bit of a, um, bit of a hot shoe shuffle. <laughs> so, mm. Uh, doing a bit of a hot shoe shuffle, uh, notorious one. I think uh, I think Brad went up about two ninety. It's into about two twenty with most markets now. I think Brad's price is probably closer to, to accurate than the two twenty. The two twenty is probably a little bit thin. Um, we just saw watching race one, BJ. We just saw CJP uh, miss that. We missed the first couple hundred meters. Mm. I'm not exactly sure what happened. He's taken a tumble. Um, yeah, he didn't finish the race. I'm just trying to get some information on that. He hasn't been. Uh, uh, removed from his ride in the second at this point in time. So fingers crossed um, that he may have taken a time. He might, might have just been left in the gates. So. Yeah, that's that's what yeah, I'm so we're not so we're not sure. No, yeah. unable to gain any information at this but point. He's, I he's, he's, he's Crip and I said, uh, what happened to CJP OK? He goes, mate, it was a staying mate and didn't even turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah, so CJP's mount went around riderless for the race and yep. uh, so yeah, we're just sort of waiting to hear What's going on with uh, with the inform hoop? Because um, what do you do with a, no, with notorious one without oh, you'd Clint wanna, Johnston? You'd want to you'd want to take it on. I definitely hope he's he's obviously okay and he's yeah. riding it. But um, yeah, it's it's um, as Brad Parnham um, showed. Even Clint Shane, it's a very difficult horse to handle, and uh, especially for a first time rider. And uh, looking at who is currently already booked, there aren't. Um, yeah, some of the some of the major options would have been it'd probably be Brad that would get the ride back actually. So um, yeah, you you want Clint to be on, and um, I tell you what, you're a brave man. I was happy diving in last. Start at 370, 380, notorious one, but you're a brave man if you're taking two dollars twenty mm. about a horse with um with more uh, with more tricks than David Copperfield. Mm. So um <laughs> 
But, uh, BJ, this is... Uh, Zinger's left, right and centre. Thin, thin old race outside of that. Which um, is why he's so short, isn't it? Like it's, It is, yeah, it is. But, um, look, I, I came into this and I, I did think I'd be just... That's back notorious one. Off yep. we go. And if I wait for Betfair, I'm sure you'll probably see three bucks. I think that would be big money. Phone me. Yep. I think the market's got Laugharola and phone me the wrong way around. You've got to you got to trust that Chris Parnham's on the better of the two runners there. And phone me. I thought the first up thousand meter run was a great base yeah, for a race like this. Yep. Um, all the runs around horses that last the line were great last start. For me, it's just about Matt one one here. Um, it's there's a lot of get back horses, and then there's a lot of um, there's a few on speed horses. So you can map right nice and handy to them. But um, look, there is some concerns whether Foam Me might be a, a dry tracker as well. Um, La Farola, short the market, notorious ones undermine. I'm Vital Blast at best finds the breeze again, um, again yeah, because you got Misty Lad in the race. Yeah, uh, Misty Lad may lack the dash fresh, but probably goes forward nonetheless. Who's um, Ivy? Bilos. Bilos. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Training, Ivy. training la, lack of boomer as well. <laughs> Did you hear that race call? It was no. one of my favorite race call. He just Richie Bell got a little bit tongue tied. Oh, boomer, boomer lacquer. lacquer. He's going, lacquer yeah. to boomer. The <laughs> lacquer. <laughs> oh, dearie me. One of my favorites. Ivy. Well, good luck, Ivy. Ivy Bilos. I reckon. I don't think I've seen that name in a Metro card before. So No, no, mm. no. As I said, Boomer Lacquer the other day. It was, um, and I think on Sunday as well. So, yeah, no, good luck with Misty Lad. It's going to, it'll be some training performance to, to get Neil Dallas. To get Misty up. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it'd be some training performance to get, um, to get Misty Lad up here. But, uh, one horse is, um, well above my prices. I'm, I'm not necessarily expecting to win, but, um, we can't. Let Ari Thomas go around at twenty to one, BJ. That's um, that's almost mad. That's almost mad Insane. for me. Well, crazy. It's yeah. It's that's a wild price for Harry Thomas. He um, he's just he only ever performs when leading or breezing. Go through his runs, and okay, last run, last campaign, and he'd had enough by then. He'd failed horribly in a Bunbury Cup, and then um, and then he came out in a Grandstand Cup one by Dig Deep. Uh, where he was, uh, he just wasn't interested by that stage. So forgetting that one, all, all the other occasions he's led or um, breezed, he's ran. He's ran really, really nice races. He's back to a seventy-two plus for the first time in forever. With um, uh, fifty-seven and a half. With fifty-seven and a half, he, he's dropped some points. That's a great claim for cash. I like. We, we're very happy using the three kilos and and Kado run. Um, I thought his trials were nice. His first up run, he just, as I said, won one and just just plotted away to the line. But that's what he does. But this is a near identical setup. It was over a mile, not 1,400 last campaign. It was a um, little freshen up. And then second up, he ran into last of the line, Montalina. was actually well supported that day. Conditions were similar. It was only a good four, but I reckon you'll find it was closer to a soft five, soft six um on that particular occasion um and he went to the top and last of the line tagged him and just couldn't get past him and yeah. to make that form look good last of the line came out next start and one like um and one like wings so i look i'm i'm he's a very hard horse to catch and harry thomas isn't a horse i can remember catching at any of his seven victories but um, however 20 to one he goes plus. to the top he gets uh he gets vital plus he's gonna have to do a mountain of work to get there he gets misty ladders his horses around him yeah I, I think um especially if it's a little bit wet and um and at that stage of the day sometimes if you're rolling on speed on a track that's been chopped up with during the rain meeting uh during the meeting rain 
um, yeah, it, it can be very difficult. Spotty is having a really long drink behind me. You can hear him. That's good stuff, Spotty. He doesn't. He drinks once a day, right? He goes to the bowl once a day. Drinks for a minute and a half straight, and that's all he does. But anyway, Harry Thomas. I, I'm look. I came into this race thinking I, I could find notorious one. I'm two seventy. Uh, phone me. I'm four dollars eighty. Harry Thomas. I'm seven dollars forty. So. We back the value and we get the value. And for me, Harry Thomas is a value. It's actually drifted at a little bit to $23 or some agencies here. I, I think I think that'll end up looking like a pretty big price mm. come jump, BJ. So um, could run last, could be gone, but um, look at those prices. We're happy to um, we're happy to find out. Just while I'm talking, which has happened for a fair while now, mm -hmm. the other ones ahead of it in the market. I mean, downforce, bar plates on. Miracle man, first up for five, six hundred days. Misty Lad's the same price as it. I mean, Misty Lad's. Not at the same level. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just just for me, you take luck out of the equation. All the other fancies are, are going to be quite well back. Let's have something on Harry Thomas. Each I, like, way. I like it, Terry. I like it. Um, but I will also post-fix that with I came into this wanting to be on Notorious. Yeah, I think everyone everyone would. What, what's what's a, what's a, a price you got to have to take for a horse is, with tricks? Which is? My price, mm. three bucks was what I wanted for yep. Notorious One, you know, and that might seem like a, a long number. Um, but I think Phone Me gets a head start on it and it yep. is the first one rolling. Um, and and then obviously I think Harry Thomas, if, if it gives a kick out in front and Downforce and Vital Blast, um, not, yeah, well, Downforce, Vital Blast and Misty Lad stop on everything else. As last of the line found out, it can be a hard horse to catch. I was $3 as well, Notorious One. I was $10, Harry Thomas. You're 10 bucks, Harry. Oh, off we go. Mm. Hazza. Mm. Tommy. Mm, here we go. Thomas Shelby. Here we go. <laughs> Never won over the 1,400. It's had 21 goes, right? But it's yeah. had nine placings. I, yeah, I think I think, I think the market's missed him and I reckon yeah. the market, you and know also what? You, I reckon it'll find him. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he's raced predominantly black type and just below the last two or three seasons, I think, Harry Thomas. So Yeah. Um, yeah, he wouldn't have encountered a race of this quality for a while. Yeah. Even that Narwini, like that was, he was racing against um, some, yeah, some very- Beat home true attraction. Very, very smart horses, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, interesting. I can see your brain ticking, BJ. Okay. That's why they call him the Perth Racing Guru Punters. Yeah, obviously Notorious One is the, is the talent. He's the horse on the rise. He's two from three this prep. Probably a bit stiff not to be unbeaten in his three runs. Clint Johnston-Porter does seem to be the key, and he has drawn – he's a horse that lacks gate speed. Uh, does he lack gate speed or do they like to ride him quiet? Maybe they just like to ride him a bit quiet. Um, and gate one. So you're going to need to – you're going to need some favours from the low draw on a horse that's got plenty of tricks, as Terry said. So 220 is a bit thin for mine. So, yeah, if you're looking to bet around the fave in the last, um, I think Terry's sort of on to something there with Harry Thomas, and I agree with the phone me situation as well. Yeah, phone, phone me, just a bit of an almost horse, um, but... Uh, this is a sort of race that he could bob, bob up in on Saturday. Notorious one might get to a backable price for those willing to wait. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not yeah. going to be waiting, but Phone Me could be really well supported here. As my guess is Phone Me will be the supported runner. Yeah. Harry Thomas will shorten from that mark, um, especially if we get any form um, of on-pace bias, which is more likely than unlikely the way the track's playing at the moment. Um, so if you are going to back Notorious one, I'm definitely not advising against it. Um, I just advise patience and definitely use Betfair because you're mm. going to get um, – you'll get longer than the 220.
Okay. Without doubt. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back with our best bets, Maddie's and Lay's of the day for Blue Spec Stakes Day at Belmont. It's time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Terry Layton, what have we got? Race five, number three, gonna go. BJ. Race five, number three, gonna go. Oh, look at this. I like this. Maddie, race nine, number one, Harry Thomas. Maddie. Race nine, number one, oh, Harry Thomas. Look at this. Those two horses can't win with this much weight. A uh, little shout out to Minus Looks in race number five as well. I think that'll get to any old price. That's like beyond Maddie. That could that's be. like That's like, uh, what's that? What's the straight jacket? Um, that's, yeah. Certifiable. Yeah. It's mm. um, <laughs> Greylands. Jesus Christ. Come on, Terry. Uh, Lay, uh, race five. Jeez, I'm... I'm putting all the eggs in the basket here. Uh, race five, number four, Al Mahalo is the lay of – it might be the lay of the century, BJ. <laughs> Just about – Jesus Christ, what's going on? Like, how is that? That's still not favourite, is it? Yeah, 323. Oh, I'm going to jump on the old fairest of um, bet and chuck up a – I might even put up – what's it, 320? I'm going to put up five bucks. Yeah, 323, 40, 340, 360, best. something fluctuating. Yeah. Jeez, that should be fluctuating – more. I'll chuck up a few, actually. Uh, your lay. Bernard. My lay, race six, number eight, Lonsdale Lady. Race six, number eight, yeah. Lonsdale yeah. Lady. It's currently 380 favourite. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's going to have to ride her back these days. I just think it's just going to be hard for her to get past it's some of these. Plenty she has to overcome. Yeah. Plenty, um, plus her own mind, plus yeah. a drier track. She's That big performance for Zaratite was on a um, heavy, 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 so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she looks a bit... She looks a bit under the odds at the moment anyway, as far as I'm concerned. I'm four times that price. So, yeah, she's massively under the odds. All up place of those two, laying it would be about four bucks. That's wild. Yeah, I'd be surprised if either of them ran a place. Um, Okay. Yeah, blue spec steaks day. Blue specs, bakes day. Come Done. 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 Um, thanks to Danny Morton for coming on the show earlier. Some good insight into his runners on the car. He's got a cracking little book. Um, yeah, could was, could was, win a winter bottom and a railway. He would have winter bottom, yeah. I don't think he'll Elite win. Elite Street, kissing all four cheeks. I think he'll be a better chance of winning a winter bottom than a railway. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, very uh, – always good to have a chat to Danny. He's, uh, yeah, he's a big game player. Loves yeah, the, 100%. Loves the, the main time of the year. Um, looking forward to having um, some guests on in coming weeks, uh, which will be announced shortly. Anyone getting up to the Junction or the uh, Newman? Are they the two? Yeah. Junction or the Newman Cubs. Have a good day. Send us a – flick us in a photo if you are up there. I uh, – yeah, I've always had a bit of a, a goal or a dream to do some of the real random country cups. Um, I'm a ten for Broome next year. How yeah. I wasn't there this year, I do not know. Um, but, yeah, flick us a photo if you get into any of those. And uh, then we've got Cal Gawley, the big horse's own ground on Sunday. So, I don't have a punt on the, the weekend. Awards night's coming up soon as Awards well. night, yeah. Two I was going to wait till right? next week. So, Oof. yeah, I was going to wait till then. Very excited about that too. So, good luck on the punt on the weekend. And until next week on the 1-1. Thank you.